Record right now. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> uh, you're listening to Eat Jack Ulation Podcast. We finally did it. And we're back. And we're back after, after uh, five uh, years. After a short break. After, yeah. After Sorry, a short everybody. Five year, short five-year hiatus. We had technical um, difficulties. <clears throat> we had we had technical difficulties. Um, we were we recorded five years worth of podcasts this whole time. Um, but they were lost in a fire because <laughs> we switched to analog. And it turns Magnetics, out that that's not actually a great yeah. idea. We were on, on tape and... Uh, our, Something our, with magnets. We moved to a cabin and we started recording on tape, and the cabin, the cat with the magnets, and the cabin burned down, and we lost everything. And um, we've all grown. We grow. We've grew a lot as as broadcasters in that time, but um, a lot has changed, Andrew. You'll never. You'll never. You'll never know. We'll try to fill you in, but hey. So before we even get into anything, <sighs> speaking of of five year hiatus, there's something actually very important that I have to tell you. I haven't logged in to SoundCloud. Other than just like trying to see if the podcast still existed. And I went to uh-huh. stats. We actually had yeah. listeners. I'm not. Wait, how many? Dude. Okay. So I looked at our, I mean, this isn't a lot because it's between 2013 and 2019. So who knows? Maybe there's like some bots or whatever, but we had almost 2000 plays. Yeah. Oh, shit. That, that's not bad. Uh, I mean, and also, I, I, I listen to it like I listen to do a lot of them like at least like a thousand times. But <laughs> well, well but so that other thousand, I don't I know what some, I don't know how to account for that. I have some other stats here. So our um our most popular episode with seven hundred and fifty five plays is the Danielle episode. <laughs> which which one was it? Well, you know why? Because that was the only one that was available. Oh right, that's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Once they the suspended next- us. The because second one is Alana with 226, uh, episode 21. And then the third is episode 10, Heidi and Kirsty at 114 plays. And we have some stats here. That one was good. 100, 184 from Montreal. I actually Montreal. don't remember that one at all. I'm I, I actually curious about that one. The Heidi and Kirsty one? Okay. So the... Any from uh, Australia? No, none from Australia. Um, well, I can only see the uh, the. Uh, oh wait, see all. Okay, let's take a look at this. Um, oh my God! Holy crap! It's everywhere. Okay, so we have 184 what? from Mon- Montreal, uh, 180 from Mountain View, which is somewhere in the states, uh, 107 from okay. Clifton, which is somewhere in the states. 71 from Toronto, mm-hmm. 62 from Vancouver, 58 from Ashburn, uh, 26 from London, UK. Uh, we have 16 from Dublin. We have 14 from Bowen Island. <laughs> uh, and we got some Atlanta. Jeez, we got some San Jose. We have Paris. We have Portland. We have Brisbane, Perth. Um, you know what? I think I think I was on Bowen Island and listened to the show a bunch. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So those are those are for sure me. 
Okay. <laughs> but who in France? We have 68 <laughs> listeners from France. 46 from the UK, 36 from Australia, 28 from the Philippines, 18 from Ireland. Uh, you, know you know who what? that was? That was, remember, do you remember, do you remember, Rom, do you remember, um, do you remember Romal, the roommate that you, you yeah. subletted your place on uh, De Boolean? Yes, I do. I bet it was him. Possibly. Just touring around listening. <laughs> That's his soundtrack to his global travels. <laughs> yeah. When he did the Tour de France, that's what he would listen to as he went up and down the hill. <laughs> um, wowzers. We got some Japan. You know what, though? Somebody's going to be a more experienced um, uh, SoundCloud or podcast person and be like, that's just like the background noise. The like cosmic background micro microwave radiation. It's just like, yeah, yeah. it's just those you get. You'll always get 20 from Dublin. That's just part of podcasting. <coughs> Yeah, um, I it's so fun. Like when we started this show years ago, I feel like it was this thing where it, it was still sort of a cliche. Like everyone has a podcast. Like yeah, ooh, like and it was kind of the that initial boom of like certain podcast networks, like Podcast One or whatever, who are like sort of making profits off like giving, like, uh every celebrity every sort of like b-list celebrity under the sun a yeah podcast yeah and so it kind of became this it was kind of this cliche even when even when we started but like and then and that was sort of right as like um like the whole sort of la comedy scene was sort of getting steam because of the whole podcasting movement and everything but like so even then it felt like this ubiquitous thing that was like overwhelming and there's so many shows and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But like, it's only gone even crazier from there. It's not. And then not to mention the pandemic where like now every, it's like before it was like a cliche. Now it's like the law that every, every, every well, young, look at this stereo. Every thing. millennial has to have a podcast. This, I mean, I, I don't know what this app is like about really, but, it so this thing seems to been have been created through the pandemic and it's just people having conversations so it's like a live version of podcasting i guess like because this is all people can fucking do you know like i've had some park hangs so maybe maybe this will be this will be um beneficial for uh it'd be funny if somebody like found the podcast like a couple days ago (laughs) And all of a sudden, the newest episode is well, five years later. Yeah. No, that's but that's the thing. Like, well, and you know, I, I I've I've been living my life through podcasting this like since I started house painting like five years ago or, or longer than that, like seven or eight or whatever, and <clears throat> like it was just how I would pass the time. So I kind of got obsessed with the genre, but like now or the not the genre, like the like the form or whatever, yeah. but like now. It's now it's like I rely on it for like company and like my favorite podcast type was always kind of like I liked Rogan. I liked the uh, interview shows and stuff like this, but the best ones and the best Rogan episodes are the ones where it's like it becomes just a hang. Yeah. And I think Joey Diaz put it best where he was like, it's just it's just like a wiretap. Yeah. People want to people want the fucking they just want the <laughs> wiretap. They don't want to listen in on an interesting yeah. conversation. Ugh. So my favorite shows now are just like just purely conversational and i think 
And that's what, like, my favorite podcast of all time, DVD ASA, was. With just, like, a bizarre cast of characters. Did they ever make it, they, like, any other ones after the... world. After the, the Cho fiasco? Like, did they just... Did, did they, I remember they stopped, and then did it just never come back? They stopped, and they... Well, they, they, like, they, like, updated their studio and put it in, like, this whole mental... They created this, like, padded room that they would just all podcast from. And they did, like, maybe... 20 episodes from there but they could they could never get the sound right like there's the miking of it just never worked out huh. and then i think david cho's career kind of imploded not yeah. not his career but his like mental state right and he like quit and kind of went off the rails and like uh did some crazy stuff some crazy like art show immersive art show things and then uh but then the show yeah the show never came out he was on rogan actually not that long ago yeah i saw he that. had a pretty bonkers appearance He's looking like a um, where he was like, like a fully cult leader. What? He's looking like a like a next gen cult leader. I think we might have a, a yeah, crazy yeah, delay his... here in in the messenger call. Okay, so yeah, I think we do because I can hear I can hear the stereo app coming through yeah. my phone before I can hear you <laughs> in my ear. Is it is your is your Wi Fi dece? uh let me switch to it's usually pretty good oh wait let me switch to 5g this might be better there you go that'll do it uh, that'll do it yeah <laughs> even five years later the technical difficulties will never go away so are we I'm still just staring at Hendra's face frozen in time hopefully he comes back because this is going to be interesting to edit if uh if he doesn't if he's Talking on his end, that's going to make it even more interesting to uh, to try to chop together. Oh, call failed. Connection lost. Here we go. We're Here calling we go. back, folks. Here I wonder what go. Evan's I'm saying accepting. on the other I'm side accepting. of the line. Maybe we're having a psychic... I'm accepting, oh, and I've accepted. Hello? Hey. You look a lot crisper. Uh, you look crisper, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say when you go to the tanning salon. You look crisper. You look crisper. Look what I did to my face. I know. You sent me that photo of yourself with the... the. I thought I my photo, that I, selfie that I sent to you looked bad, but then yours was <laughs> even worse. I think yeah. that's the... You, I mean, I, you, I think that that's the appeal of something like Snapchat. I, know, I don't use it, um, Sarah. Well, see, this is what's going to be interesting. I'm going to be referring to people that you know, but if anybody's been listening kind of came into existence in the last five years um but anyways sarah and her friends use it but it's like so you can take the pictures disappear so you just take unflattering bullshit and it just goes away i yeah. guess and so then it's it's fine so maybe maybe this will be an interesting exercise the last time we talked i, I actually yeah. just uploaded a new uh episode so oh shit which one austin so we have that one was that one was deep. Yeah, it's episode twenty. We we did it at the bog. Four. We did it at the bog. I lost episode twenty three, unfortunately, which was Andrew right. and Kiria. Um, that was a good one too. Damn, that was sad. a good one. I don't know what the fuck happened. This podcast over the years has been played with technical difficulties because we're not pros. But the last one we did with this was with Austin at the bog. But I did, like. Is it worth going through what? has happened in the last five years so last before before last time we recorded a podcast obama was president and 
Now, as of today, that's crazy, right? As of today, November 8th, 2020, that's so funny. We just dodged the entire Trump presidency, which is kind of on purpose. And we're weirdly starting (laughs) the day after Biden won the election. Exactly. So So we don't have to talk about any of that. And you know what? We we did not play into the media uh, uh, complex of letting Trump. Uh, we didn't have a shit to say about Trump, and yeah. I'm actually kind of happy about it. Our entire, like, if people go back over old episodes, <laughs> there's just a four year gap. <laughs> Listen, we did it on purpose, and, like, and I, on it. To be honest, I think this is the last we should talk of it. Uh-huh. So, how about Joe Biden? Actually, I do. I <laughs> I do want to. I do want to actually start off by getting into some current events. <clears throat> yeah, because something really big we should acknowledge happened. Um, Alex Trebek last- died. That's what I wanted to get into. I knew I mean, it. <sighs> oh, did I steal it's... your shit? I'm sorry. Tre- no, clear, okay. no, no, it's okay. We're we're clearly on the same page about yeah, it. Like, yeah. I, I there's been a lot of stuff going on in the news. But the only thing that has really roused my that kind of moved me, yeah, was Alex Trebek. So I think we should maybe do like a little tribute segment. I actually don't have that much to say. I, the, the one the one fun tidbit that I like about Alex Trebek, I watched a lot of Jeopardy. I think it's actually a really fun show. And it's uh-huh. really fun to play like competitively. I, my, my, old, my old roommate and I would play um, competitive Jeopardy. And we would, you would like, whoever, an, you would try to answer the question first before the person guesses it. Right. If you get it right, uh, then you get the points and you add it up. Oh, it's, it's fun. It's a fun little, you know, activity. But, um, the there was my favorite Jeopardy moment was when Alex Trebek he was doing those little interviews that they do sort of like partway through like before the first commercial break or whatever or after and he uh he goes up to this one guy who's kind of like a nerdy he's like so I I hear that you're into uh comic books and the guy's like yeah I'm very into comic books and he's like what's your favorite uh superhero and he goes uh Spider-Man he was like, "Oh, okay. Mine's the Submariner." <laughs> and then he just move, and then he just moves on. Wow. <laughs> to the next he, person. He was cold. That's just like that's just like my favorite piece of trivia. Trivia is because I saw, I, and there's no way I could find that episode again. I have to, I'd have to rewatch the entire right. thing <laughs> and find that moment. But it's just so. I just love that I know that Alex Trebek's favorite superhero. Oh my god. Was the Could Submariner. Could you imagine going and I feel you, you like go that to a trivia... trivia night one time in a bar yeah. and there's an actual question like what is Alex Trebek's favorite superhero? You may be the only person yeah, who will ever get it. I, and that that'll be like the million dollar question. And um so now you all now all of you listeners know that as well, so. I mean uh yeah, he had a rockin' mustache for a while. I don't know where it went. Apparently he didn't have it for a very long time, but I only ever remember him having a mustache. He kind of looked the same until he died. I mean, I guess you can look at old p- pictures. He's like the he's him, like a, he, he's the Canadian Jean Luc Picard or sir, the uh, Patrick Stewart. He's just looked the same yeah, for the last thirty yeah, years. Yeah, kind of like yeah. He's 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 ages he he's aged very very slow. Like some people age well, quickly. Apparently, like, apparently he did age very quickly at the end there. He's dead. Uh, when he died. Yeah. Well, he put, sounds like he put up a hell of a fight against pancreatic cancer, which is a pretty, 
from what I hear, a gnarly one. That's but the he kept one doing the show. You. Really? That's the that's the one that gets you. That damn pancreatic. <laughs> well, it got Black um, Panther. It got Steve Jobs. Yeah. No, no, wait. Black, Black wait, Panther the, was the, colon cancer. Chadwick Boseman was colon cancer. This is really embarrassing, but when Chadwick Boseman died and everyone was talking about how he died and a lot of people were very upset, I did not know who Chadwick Boseman was. But if somebody said Black Panther, would you have known? If they told me he was in Black Panther, I, was like, I would be like, oh, okay, I didn't see that. Me neither. Um, so but I mean I think was I don't of, know what one of those it, dude he was he was, well apparently I learned this after he died um, but he was in like some uh, James Brown biop I think we've had this uh, conversation before but is it do you say biopic or biopic <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's biopic as in it's a bio, biographical biography. Yeah. People, when you refer to, some, refer to someone's bio, yeah, it's a you know, and then a pic, like you, like a picture. Yeah, so I think it's biopic, but I do prefer biopic. Biopic, exactly. It's just one of those. It's one of those like mispronunciations that's kind of just fun to throw into random conversations. Yeah, yeah, like uh... like everybody's you know everybody you know like the whole um, controversy around Kamala Harris and how to pronounce her name. And some people say uh, uh, Kamala. Some people say it's like I think actually it's Kamala. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, she correct, could tell you probably. It's <laughs> um, probably whatever she says. But I, but so, but it's fun to just throw in just like ones that no one says. Like so, Kamala Harris. Kamala. Kamala Harris. Kamala. Uh, just out of nowhere. Kamala. Uh, us, us in Montreal are very very proud, despite her. You know, spotty record with prison reform. Very proud of uh, a Montrealer being in the White House. She went. Is to she McGill. from Montreal? She's not from Montreal. Oh. She went to McGill. Yeah. I like how the the way the only way that a black woman can get elected VP is if she like did a a lot of really harsh prosecuting. Yeah. But in see, her past, that that kind of led her to that position. Th- this is what's weird, though. Is like I. I don't research anything. So all of these little tidbits of like, oh, I hear she was really tough on and put a lot of people in jail and fucked over a lot of people's lives. I'm just regurgitating some probably Reddit headline that I didn't even click on. Like, I don't know this. I didn't. I, I, I'm not. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know Dick. either. I, I'm like a very uninformed. You don't know person. Dick. But like, uh, like a lot of great guy. <sighs> So so what so then what's what's your point? I got no point. Oh yeah, me neither. <laughs> this, is, this is a great this is a great show. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, um, but I mean I don't. Uh, the last thing I want to do is talk about politics. It's let's let's just I, stop I, it there because we 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 had a, a, a completely apolitical podcast for years. Let's and it was not really start easy because now. Barack Obama was the president. Yeah, which is. Which was nice because he was, you know, starting wars yeah. and putting people in prison. But he was eloquent and, about it. But he was cool. Yes. And likable. So it was easy for us to ignore him. And the one thing, not that you're going to apologize, but like, like, 
what I'm fascinated to see is how like quickly like CNN and MSNBC like go down as they were about to. Yeah. Before Trump got elected. Yeah. Because now they're just going to be talking about how great Joe Biden is. Listen, and no one will listen. I have I like I I feel I'm I'm guilty of this, but I feel like um you know it could it, it could be taken as like you know ostrich syndrome like head in the sand, but like. Let's just call him the the sitting president, right? The current president. Um, call him the shitting president. Yeah, the shitting the shitting president. I like. I just it made such an it. He just bothered me so much to a level that it. Barack Obama. Yeah, I hated that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the the other one. Um, that like you know people would be like, hey, did you hear about the da da? And like I felt like a dick, but I was like, no, I didn't, and I don't really want to talk about it. Because it's just mm-hmm. like, it's all people fucking talked about. And that's kind of what was the power behind that person. Where it's just like... It was his whole, str- it was his whole strategy in the first place. Just, bl- you know, blah, blah. Although, did you, do you know Vic Berger? Like, he did uh, some Dominic editing. And, like, he did a, a big piece, uh, like this opus. Like, I don't know. It's like this hour-long... Tim and Eric-style edited uh, montage of, of his kind of uh, presidency. And... The, the intro is just like that um, White House Correspondence Dinner where Obama was like, and one thing that I'll have that you'll you never know. have, being president. And just like, oh, it's like the perfect antecedent action for a, a supervillain. You know, it's just like. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, like, it's, I love Bill Burr's, Bill Burr's bit about that whole thing where it's like. I don't think Trump would have ran if Obama didn't say that. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's all Obama's fault. <laughs> so anyway, the last since the last episode, we've had a president be elected and ousted. Um, I'm uh, I'm in a committed relationship. I have a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what else? That's about it. Oh, I opened up a a music venue, uh, and uh i'm planning on buying a condo i have a mustache condo i don't smoke anymore i my vape it's uh 2020 bro it's 2020 bro it looks like he's going to take a piss no my airpods fuck Did your airpods die. die can you still hear me <laughs> did your airpods did die your AirPods yeah, they died. Can you still hear me? Oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, um, wait. So uh, I can sort of hear you through the stereo app. Um, oh, fuck. Um, but uh, what else? I'll just keep listing things. Um, I, uh, I, got a, I got another cat. So I have three cats and a dog. Um, I, uh, I went on keto for a while, and then I couldn't shit. So uh, I had to stop that because then the first time that I did shit, uh, I blew my ass open. So then I started eating sugar again, and uh, then I just gained weight. But now I shit properly, so that's cool. Um, I uh, uh, got a nice turntable. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Oh yeah, COVID happened. That happened. Um, Wait, what? We're still in that. Um, what do you mean? I can't hear you at all now. I can't hear you at all now. I'm assuming that's what you're asking me. Are you asking? Can I hear you? Can I hear you? No, no. Um, 
Just Fuck. plug okay. headphones into plug your, headphones into plug, your, them into your plug them into your computer. Don't you have pluggy headphones? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> give me give me a second. I knew this was gonna happen. Fuck! I thought they were charged up. Well, thankfully, uh, we have zero listeners on our um, stereo. Uh, I I thought maybe that people would be listening just because of the title of our podcast. I think maybe some person might have just been, you know, doing the, the, the search, the classic search of just searching for ejaculation. Seems to be a popular search. I have a feeling that's probably where most of the listens came from uh, for our original podcast was people just searching for ejaculation. Um, the statistics on SoundCloud are very weird. They say like the top city, they list, you know, it's in, in like numbers. You've got like number four, number three, number two, number one. But the top one is zero. I think that's pretty weird. It's also weird that most of our listens come from the, from the United States. Uh, that's kind of weird. Okay, can you hold on? I can sort of hear you. It hit hear me. You. What, what's up? But like through the 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 app input. I can only hear you through the app. I can't hear you through my computer anymore. So why can't? Because my AirPods were plugged into the my computer. So okay, so on your system preferences. Yeah. Go there and then go to sound. Uh huh. I'm there. Input internal microphone. Yes. So if you switch that, it should work. This is riveting content. Um, um, but also, if you're on uh, Messenger, you might need to call me back. How about, how about that? How's this? Because I still can't uh, hear you. But if you're on Chrome, there should also be... Oh, God damn it. Fucking knew it. Hey. hey. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? we did it. Yeah, we did it. Okay. Now you can hear me now. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, can hear you. Hey, and oh, we okay. have a listener. So, we have a listener, listen, so we, we've been listen. through a lot of technical, lot of technical uh, difficulties the last, last uh, seven uh, years seven that we've been years. doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, for those who are just uh, tuning in, just we've tuning taken in. a five-year hiatus, five-year hiatus, and uh, we're back. Uh, we're back to pretend that current events aren't happening. We only ever did this podcast in person, and here we are now looking at each other in. Mine's a dimly lit Mine's room. You've got some great lighting, on you, great so. lighting on you. So. Oh, thanks. You're yeah, no, great. it's just some uh, just some overhead. I've got a lamp here. It's nice. Um, you can do overhead you can though, because you don't have the, uh, have the something I've noticed, I've noticed about. Well, no, I've had people tell me is I've got a very chromagnum brow. So if I have overhead lighting, I just look like a skeleton because my eyebrows protrude so much from my head. Oh, that's fun for Halloween though. Yeah, fun fact. Fun fact. Um, so what about you? Last five years. Last Come, five on, hit years. Me. Come on, hit me. So I left Montreal. I went to theater school. Um, I started a relationship in theater school, which still exists to this day. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an, it's an open relationship. Uh, we were monogamous for like eight months or something. And then was it even that? I, God, I'm throwing numbers around. Um, just commit. Just commit. And then. And then we went back to being open, 
and we are to this day open and then i we both like started dating other people so we're like in full open poly mode so okay but so, so this okay, dating other so people thing are you in so you're, so you're essentially are you dating are you a dating singular, other, singular person? other person yes oh interesting oh, how's interesting. that going how's that going great i haven't talked to you about, this. To you about this no hit me um, I kind of hate ta- talking about it just because, not because for any reason other than like, I, any, every time I start talking about like poly, amory, open relationship stuff, I, 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 it, it feel, I feel like a weird loser douchebag. Well, so, but, but it's not just but, the poly amory thing, poly thing, man. Everything. It's fine. I know you're a weird know, loser, douchebag. It's, I know, I know. <laughs> no, I'm I, kidding. I think I'm this, kidding. When, I, when I think of myself, that's what I think of for other reasons. <laughs> but um, but it's it's it, I feel like silly talking about because every every other time someone on a podcast or in any other context has like talked about it, I'm like, I don't like you. This feels gross and weird. Mm-hmm. Well, but and like you I know, hate all the you terms. Know your truth, you know man. Like I well, that's it. Like and I I hate I hate all the terms and like. I, um, I'm going to see this partner tonight and I'm going to do this with this partner and my partner and we're all partners. And it's like, we're all starting a business together or something. Um, right. No, I think, no, but time. I think it's important to, there's a stigma, right? And there's yeah. preconceived notions about it. And I think yeah. those both those exist both for a reason, but I think, I think break the stigma. Break the like, stigma. Like, the more well, people it. So talk I, so about I, so it, so the I, less I'm, of a stigma there will be. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just calling attention to this resistance I have to getting into it. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's a it's a sti- it's because of stigma stuff, and it's like, um, in my heart it makes sense, and I get it, and it's been working for five years. So, um, wow. so yeah, so yeah, no, like we've both kind of reopened up and met people that we have sort of also fallen in love with, uh-huh. and have they met each other? Have they met each other. Like, um, no, I don't think maybe we've sort of run into each other here and there. Um, so is, is this, is there a, is there like a pyramid graph that you like, or do they also have other um, apologies? If I, I'm not trying to pry. I think just, you know, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. And I'm curious. Yeah. It's, it's, um, like, I don't know. Like we, the way I approached we we uh, approached it in the beginning. It was like kind of without any kind of rules about it, and so now it's kind of like taken this kind of. Form. It's you know it's been tricky with the pandemic and like you know who who's seeing who and all all of this stuff. And it's it's you know uh, there's not really like a formal hierarchy beyond just kind of honest communication about what's happening and what's going on and. You know, there's inevitable sort of challenges that go with that, but like, you know, it's kind of not normal relationship stuff, but like comparable, I guess. Like, if you communicate your feelings, you're better off. Yeah, I, that's. Uh, yeah, I, mean, that's I mean, that. I, that's, it's interesting. interesting. That was kind of one of the, um, one of the uh, I think, motifs of the previous, previous uh, era. The first era, 22, twenty-two episodes was that you know we talk about, about like yeah. people calling into Dan calling Savage into or whatever Savage like hey I don't know how to get out of this situation, situation. the answer yeah. is always yeah. and you always, got to elaborate more otherwise you don't have a podcast but the answer is always <laughs> communicate openly and honestly and then you'll figure it out, figure it out. yeah totally. so I guess so, um, um is there a, is there a um, um like go or like no go, go moment go where go you moment decide to tell a potential 
you know, crush, you know, fling, crush, encounter, encounter, whatever. I, I guess you're just probably guess you're just very open probably up front, like, hey, I'm in like, an hey, open in relationship, or I'm, I have a partner. Uh, I don't want to make this weird, and they're like, dude, I'm just trying to fit you for a pair of shoes. <laughs> um. Sorry, what's your question? It's my question is, I guess, like, you know, if you're, um, if you like meeting someone new and you're like interested. And yeah, at, it, at what point? What's the trigger point to say, "Hey, by the way, I'm in an open relationship." Just so oh, you know. Um, well, to be, to be honest, I haven't, like, I haven't actually had that situation come up recently at all mostly because like the pandemic has kind of shut everything down as far as like dating new people or whatever right. which is kind of like a, a hard place to navigate the whole thing from because you know we're sort of in the situations we're in but also like not and it's fine but it's like it's not we're like and you know terrific and great in a lot of ways but like also like we're not like the whole point of it is not only to is is to have more freedom yeah you know, like to be able to be free to kind of live your life and everyone who's involved is kind of like very independent and like we want to like not shut ourselves off from other people and other experiences and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, also wanting to pursue like committed relationships. Sure. Right? Like that's sure. The so I guess thing. I'm curious then. So this, this, so, but if you're, yeah. So if I'm meeting a new person, it's like, it's usually like back in my Tinder days, I would be like. <laughs> I wouldn't say it in the Tinder message, right. but I would go right. out on the date and then we would talk and talk and talk. And if, if it was going well, I would get to a point where I was like, all right, look, I have to like, I have to tell you something. Um, and they, then they all get, get all nervous and like, what are you going to tell me of herpes or something? Right. And, right. uh, and then I usually say like, oh, by the way, so I'm in an open relationship. I have a committed uh, girlfriend and whatever and but we date other people and huh. that's just i just needed it and it's it's it is a kind of an uncomfortable moment at first but it makes sense it because, makes sense because it, it, i would assume, I would assume that, that you would likely never, likely never well not never but more never, often than not you would never, never get, get to, to that in person date in-person if you were bringing it up in the texts, texts. right you, you know like you know, yeah like, it would just kind of i think it colors it in a different way that may be well it's it's almost like to me more than anything it's like it's just you're getting it's just too much too soon yeah right like it's when you're when you're chatting on tinder or bumble or whatever it's like it's like kind of bullshit flirting yeah with no real substance until you like a like think the other person's hot and then from the woman's perspective probably perspective probably be like okay this guy doesn't sound like a psycho yeah this person is safe yeah, to I be wanna, around. let's take a chance on each other and then you meet in public and then like talk and then sort of get to know each other a little bit at which point i would like i'm not gonna like start talking and i'm like so by the way um i have this litany of issues yeah see i'm you know, I'm, I'm happy that, that you, if I you like compared them, it to herpes in a way because i i thought yeah. that would have been insensitive for me to make that comparison but it was it, it was it's kind of it's that trigger point of like when do you announce something that's relevant and important for the other person to know but that would also reasonably you know just kind of uh end a conversation um if you hadn't met in person yet, you know? Well, it's, and it's like, it's just too much. It's like, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't know. I feel like that even in this age of like dating apps and stuff like that, it's still, there's still like a process of like how much you divulge at which point or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know, you get to like somebody and it's like at a certain point, I was like, okay, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I was divorced right. and I have right. children. Right. 
And it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna necessarily, I mean, I don't know. The other, the other side of that argument is like, tell everything, be up totally upfront with everything in your description. It, ne- it never worked but, for me. I, but, I was but, but the reality is that that doesn't, that doesn't really work. A, a so, couple but, you years know, it's like a mind. fine line, but yeah, between like being dishonest, which is, is the opposite of the whole thing. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, just, I'll tell you if I like you and I'm like, all right, I'm going to maybe go home with you, but I'm not going to do that unless you kind of know what's going what's on up? with me in this exactly. sense. You know? Yeah, it never, it yeah, never it worked never, for me. There was, worked, um, there was, um, I'm not in an open relationship, but um, there was a period early on where it's just like, you know, we're, we're more uh, exploratory. Um, and so had like a, a Tinder account and it was like pictures of both of us. And, right, and right, right. in the bio, it was like, well, like, I don't want to lead anybody on, you know, I mean, it's just literally in the bio. It's like, you know, me, there's me and this person, uh, <laughs> you want to date with one of us or both of us. Um, yeah, you're, you're flipping a coin. Didn't work at Which all. Which one you're going to get? There was no, nothing, nothing. Did you try field? Uh, yeah, I'm still on field. I haven't used it in like three years, but field was a very, very shallow field. Yeah, that's there that's was the about you know every week yeah, there was like one or two other matches and, and I don't know I mean yeah you can be yeah, picky can that's be what the, picky. these apps are for and every time I kind of swipe through it it was just like you know forty five year old Quebecois dudes with their you know twenty year old girlfriends like so I I'm having a technical prediction so my zoom microphone recorder is going to be picking up my computer's audio because oh because you don't have headphones headphones. yeah so So would it maybe be better better? it would be less um you know know, podcasty to not hear your own voice voice. but it may be better to plug your headphones into the computer yeah let's do that I think no. this is this is going to be a, 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 a an interesting experiment. This is just a tester episode, you know. Yeah, yeah. We have, we still have zero listeners, and it's also like more than like what, one thing I was thinking before we recorded this was like like I'm making microphone noise right now. Um, like. <laughs> I haven't really talked to you that much I know. over the last and I purposely, five years. <laughs> you know? Listen, we've so, had some great phone calls. We've had like a good yeah. phone call a year for the last five years. Yeah, it's like been one a year. Yeah. But uh and I, I you know, on the one hand I feel bad about that. Like you you know, but I also I also life is life and no, I life also is, don't. Life is life. Know. And I think this is a testament to a solid friendship. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you just didn't want to talk to me, but I think I was. I've been pissed at you until like the, this last. Okay, time. well let's 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 dish it out. But no, but mostly I, just mostly just jealous. Oh, okay, of my stash. Mostly uh, just that you still live in Montreal and I had to move to Toronto. You didn't have to move to Toronto. You wanted to move to Toronto. That's well. Well, yeah, that's... <clears throat> I mean, listen. Uh, after going through Brown. NTS, eh, fuck NTS, right? I'm sure you've I mean, had an fuck amazing all of them, time. To be honest, they're all they're all burning to the ground right now. All these theater schools are going down, and then COVID happened. Yeah, have you been seeing what's happening with uh, with Dawson lately? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I would like, love uh, to. I, here we go. Okay. We talked a bit about this on the it's like, phone. It's almost but, like you give someone. It's almost, I wonder if it's like a like a like a like absolute power corrupts absolutely, and it's like you give someone the power to be an acting teacher. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna fuck it up somehow. Like my the guy who ran my program wasn't like, you didn't try to like fuck anyone, but he, uh. He was just an asshole and was mean and like would belittle people and like was just shitty yeah and like traumatized a bunch of people who then wrote all these articles and then they got sort of went viral and then he got fired yeah um yeah i don't think there's there's i mean i don't know if it's obvious or not but i don't think there's any excuse for that uh, there's no reasonable excuse for that however there is this kind of cliche where it's unsurprising you know, it's not that it's excusable, but it seems unsurprising that, you know, you hear well, about that happening. It's like, yeah, I guess. It's like the kind of person that is drawn to that position is probably, it's like the whole, it's like my whole attitude to politics, which is like, I would never vote for anyone who's morally corrupt enough. To get to, to that position in politics. Yeah, for, exactly. For public office, you know. <laughs> and it's like, you give someone power, they're odds are they're gonna abuse it but okay a lot but of, then, some of them but, don't but think some about of, this so, though right so still great teachers but like also like with fucking acting though like you're gonna upset people you're like meddling with people's emotions yeah. and feelings and expectations and every all mostly all actors are like mentally ill like full disclosure lost, this man is an actor narcissists yeah yeah you know who want to be famous and be successful and be validated and they, they have some hole in their heart and then some acting teacher is like, you know, this is what your problem is. You need to, you know, change your whole life and like, and like my whole sense of self-worth depends on what this acting teacher says. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, and, it's funny though. I mean, it's not funny. It's strange because when, when you're, when you're in it, like I went, I didn't go through acting school. I, um, I went through music school and when you're in it, especially at that age and surrounded by all these like-minded people that have, their dream was to be in this school and all of these art schools take a very limited number of people and just to have been accepted in that school is like, oh my God, I'm... I'm worth something. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, one of the special I'm worth ones. it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I've gotten to this point. Okay, here we go. And then you get out and you realize how myopic of a perspective that is. Like the people that you're looking up to as these like, oh my God, you can't, don't fuck with Jim Head, the improvisational guitar teacher. He's next level. <laughs> and then you get out of it. And you're like, wait a second. These people are not those who I f should be emulating because they're stuck teaching art school classes. You know, it's like the, it, it's you get out of it and you're like, oh, my gosh, th this, right. this is nothing. This is nothing. Oh, yeah. Like everyone, all of your instructors are just people who aren't successful in the actual industry. Yeah, exactly. At least, no, at least well... It's a mix. Like some people are, like the other thing about like Canadian, the Canadian like film and TV or entertainment industry is that like it's hard for anyone to have a career at all. So like even the best, like th there is the thing of like a lot of really great successful people do end up teaching just because they got to pay a mortgage. Yeah, and like they don't like Stratford will pay them a certain amount, but like sometimes they they're in the off season or they yeah. you know leave or whatever. Um, do you feel also, like you benefited going through that program? Obviously you had some, you, you know, you met your partner, you went through, you know, a, a lot of practical training. How do you feel being out of it? Like, do you think it was worth it? 
Uh, yeah, no, totally. Like I learned, I got a lot out of it and I like kind of got in right at the, the like the last gasp of it happening. Cause like the whole state of, um, like arts education, I feel like is in complete flux the same way that the rest of the culture is. And they're toppling the patriarchy and the whole, this whole old school hierarchy of, th- um, way of doing things. Um, yeah. which is great in a lot of ways, but that also creates a like a vacuum where like now nothing is happening. And right. so I, I, I would be, you know, happy to be going to theater school maybe like 50 years from now when like the yeah. culture maybe is like taking this swing of more like equitable, less patriarchal I, i'm not the guy to talk to about that because yeah. i really benefited from the system and i have nothing but praise to yeah. say about yeah. it because i got i would it was kind of meant for me and i yeah. had a great time and it was great and i don't really i sympathize but i don't i can't really empathize with a lot of the complaints that people are having yeah um was there because what, a lot of a lot of the hard lessons that were taught are kind of falling by the wayside now and yeah. like as soon as this this new regime came in a lot of the discipline just went out the window and mm. you know like one thing like people complain about like this culture of fear that happened when in the school and this is like there was a culture of fear there's a culture of fear and, I, and i'm kind of like you kind of have to have that right you have to be a, a, afraid a little bit because that's it's kind that's of inherently the, the point, I guess. That's kind of the yeah. uh, well. It's a great, it's a good motivator. Plus, you you have to go to class, and if you have no reason to go to class other other than you're afraid you're going to get kicked out of the school, then if you don't have that, people aren't going to go to class, right? But you know, but, you can't trust students to be so self motivated. Sure. Like, I would say though, and you, you know, you mentioned this a moment ago, but for someone like you who, like you said, benefited greatly from this program and it was kind of designed for, I think it, you know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but it's probably easier to look back retrospectively and be like, yeah, you know, the culture of fear, you're supposed to be afraid, you're supposed to be challenged, da-da-da. But maybe for you, that was like one of the few moments in your life where there was this challenge that you could embrace versus somebody, you know, who is maybe more marginalized and already had, you know, these kind of ticks against them being like, oh shit, this is just another drop. You know, this is another issue that I have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've been thinking a lot about um, like what privilege means. And like, I don't feel like, you know, individually being uh, like, I've had too much privilege. Uh, you know, I've gone through a lot of shit, but well, the thing is that, the, the, like, that... suffering is relative, exactly, right? Like, we've exactly. known this forever. So everybody thinks that they've got a shit end of the stick, even, like, the, even trust fund kids, yeah. you know? Yeah, Um So it is, it is very hard to really empathize with somebody else's struggle, I think. And yeah. Besides finding commonalities within yourself or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a fucked up program, and it's not meant for everybody, and... It definitely, it definitely like privileges certain types of people. Like handsome white men do yeah. well there, yeah. yeah, and are supported. But like, there's also a lot of handsome ha- white men that like that attractive didn't do people well at generally. All. Like, would would a program like that, like, I guess I I don't know the answer to this, but so a program like that, right? Like, I went to music school. They they might as well have had, uh, you know, 
tape over their eyes. They're listening, right? They want to see how right. you sound and, and whether you can perform at a certain capacity. Um, but for this program that, that you were in, and I guess other acting schools, they're probably making their choices also based on looks, right? Like, are they hiring conventionally unattractive people to be in the program? Like, <laughs> is that a thing? Well, I don't know. The funny thing, the other thing about George, my, my program was like, they cast a wide net. Like, you start out with like 30 people, a lot of whom, like, we had a, quite a diverse opening class. Like, we had lots of people of color, we had lots of different types of people. Yeah. It was a pretty diverse group. I mean, it was, pre- yeah, still predominantly like white people, whatever, but like, um, but then it's what you what you have to look at is the graduating class, which you know all of the we graduated with like, ugh, and I fucking hate this language like the people of color as if they're all the fucking same like stupid yeah. It's just like I feel like it's it's language that I'm told that I'm supposed to use, and yet I feel racist using it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, which uh, but it's this crazy generalization. Yeah, and 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 now it's like now it's like BIPOC where it's like okay now it's like like black people and indigenous people are like the the most fucked over so we we're, we should work to make life better for them but like also chinese and indian people right. they're like they're also technically pock so if you're doing a casting call we should really try for black people and indigenous people but if we can't get one of those oh my god we'll get a we'll get a pock because I was trying to understand what this term BIPOC meant. And it's like, I, I, you read the definition, you read the definition, it and it's like... Bisexual for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we really want to cast bisexual, bisexual. people of color. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, we need, we I need, we need, we need bisexual people of color. Not like any... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm a dunce. It means, it means black and indigenous people of color... This is the the podcast where two uh, tall, handsome, straight, white, cisgendered <laughs> men Did you just call me handsome? break down. Oh, shut up! It's silly, you're handsome. You know it. I got hands. Uh, break down the political climate, which is what everyone needs to hear in this moment. I don't and, think there's enough podcasts um, that do that. I don't. I really don't. No, me neither. <laughs> um, so we're really we're really making a making waves here, but um. But, but like the, it's, it's, it, I read the definition of BIPOC and it's like, it's like, it, it does stand for black indigenous people of color, but it's like, it's like people of color suffer, but black and indigenous people, it acknowledges that there's a different history for these people. Yes. But, which is true, of course, yes. but like when it comes to the casting calls, it's so cringy to me. Cause it's like. We're, 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 you know, we're really trying for BIPOC casting. So, like, immediately you're, like, it's, like, this hierarchy of, like, okay, we got to get some black or indigenous. We really need, that would be great. Yeah. But if we can't get one of them, we should really get a Chinese guy to play this role. Wow. And so there's, like, this, like, the it just starts to feel like this weird hierarchy. Right. Which I guess it is, but. But it's so, the, it's the, minute, the minute you start, though. like, looking at everything through that lens, which is how. But when you're talking no. about casting, right? You're t- when you're talking about casting, yeah. if somebody has written a a, a story, you know, a script, and they, I don't know, you, you, if you've written a main character and it just happens to be somebody who is a character, 
shouldn't matter what color their skin is. It shouldn't matter what background they're from. Cast whoever. And obviously, like, give, you know, the the equal opportunity to people who should be able to play that role. But what I'm curious about is, is there, like, tension when you're trying to, if you've written a story where, like, the main character is a particular race or background or color, um, where you've, like, put that into the casting call? or Or if you're, like you know, in the script, it's like a uh, overweight, ugly person walks in and has a convert. Like, w- how does that Do you ever, work? you ever read the play Fat Pig by Neil LeBute? No. It's like, I actually haven't either, but the... <laughs> okay, good. I'm such a dope. No, but, uh, but, like, no, but like the whole point of the play is that it's the main character is this like overweight woman. Right. Who's like... And that's like the struggle of the story is like this character dealing with the fact that she's this obese woman dealing with, you know, her as like an obstacle to her life. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. And so. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I. I, It's it's weird because I I rewatched the show Girls recently. Never watched it. It's really good. Um. And it's, but it's, it's very much about like, like white, privileged, upper middle class women in New York. Okay. And it happens to be called girls. So right. I think people kind of projected onto it like, ooh, this, this should be the like representation of all girls in like a universal experience. And it's like, it's really not. It's really like, about these very specific, a very specific like class of people that uh-huh. like Lena Dunham happens to be friends with, and then Lena Dunham happens to be like a very talented writer and creator, uh-huh. and created this show, and like she's she's a good enough writer that she doesn't like paint these people in a good light. Like none of the characters are like particularly likable. Okay, they're all like horribly flawed and awful to each other, and like they're just like almost toxic. like a like a Seinfeldian kind of thing. And then she got. Kind of, but even more so. Okay. Like it's kind of like Sex in the City, but like dirtier and meaner, and like they're just kind of awful people. In but in the specific way that privileged upper middle class white women are shitty to each other. Right. Like that's what the show's about. Yeah. And so like she got a lot of flack for not having diversity, and the minute anything gets flagged for not having diversity, like. Like once upon a time in Hollywood, for example, it's like, well, Sharon Stone didn't have enough of a voice in this movie, huh. and it's like I forget who said this, but like, it's a the the things about what it's about. Wait, what did you Sharon Stone have to do with that movie? Did you see that movie? Yeah. Sharon Tate. Tate. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. She. Yeah. Sorry. No. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Wrong movie. I'm talking about Basic Instinct. <laughs> oh. Okay. I mean, yeah, there's a, yeah, next level. <laughs> All right, I'm starting to get drunk. Um, Good, this is this is the reunion. We're bringing it back. This is the, this is the reunion. This is how this podcast oh, sorry, works. Sorry, Sharon Tate. Right. Sharon Tate, 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 Tate. Sharon Tate didn't have enough of a voice in this movie, and, you know, he focused on these two characters and blah, blah, blah. And it's that like... That was the movie, though. That was his movie. That's, he that's decided to the make movie's that movie. The what it's about. Like, if you, like, and this is where, you know, people throw around the term, like, systematic racism or systematic misogyny it's like that's like okay are there mostly movies about like men and stuff it's like yes and but like you can't criticize any one individual movie for being about what it's about 
you have to like just make more of the what you want to see. Well, that's why it's systematic. Convince, convince producers and investors to invest in those movies. That's why it's systematic. And then, that's the whole point. And then make them exist. And then so it's yeah. well exactly. So it's like kind of hard to to do that. Yeah. But then you're what you're contending with is reality and just like what this market is. And it's like, oh, we want an Asian woman to play this character, uh, but there's not a lot of actresses that. Not that there's not a lot of actresses, Asian actresses that could do it, but there's not a lot of Asian actresses that are going to guarantee the return on this Marvel movie that Scarlett yeah. Johansson guarantees the people who are putting up millions. And it, yeah. it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So I think that there's, and this was a, a perspective that is. I share, but that is not original of mine. Um, my brother put out a video. I don't remember which one it was, but it was kind Hold of dealing. I, I want to. I want to talk about your brother because I love his channel. Sure. Um, I've actually been going back to it recently. I have to pee. Uh, me so, too. Should we take a pee break? <laughs> Rock paper scissors. We can just like you can just edit it, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's do or that. We could, I'll pee. Or we could give the audience a moment of silence. Yeah, moment of silence. Uh, it's almost November eleventh. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. We'll do our we'll do our moment of silence now. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, still zero listeners. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm not sure if you can hear me. Oh no, you don't have your headphones in yet. Yo, hey. So what I wanted to say, um, I'm doing this classic. I'm doing this classic eject style. I've just got like a sack of beers by my chair. Hell yeah! I just have a bottle of uh, bourbon. Um, what kind of bourbon so, are you drinking? Uh, I was drinking some really nice mezcal, but then I realized that I should probably save that for not not that this isn't special, but. If I'm just going to be com- <laughs> well, like, compulsively well, the drinking, more you, the more you drink, the less you, the less you taste. Oh, great! Now I love wild turkey. Um, so one sec, I gotta let my cat out. Okay. So what I wanted to say, I don't remember what, I don't remember what uh video this was about or what the context was, but he said something that I think rings really true and I think is important to to consider that there. Alex listen, Jones. I think I know what you're about to say. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, but Bohemian Grove. I don't want to say it too loud because I think they're listening. Okay, sorry. We'll talk about it later. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, what he what he what he was saying is that listen, uh, systemic racism is real. Uh, Wait, who was saying this? My my Alex no, Jones? no 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 no. I'm saying this. Um, but what I'm trying to say. Oh, sorry. Your, bro- your brother. Your yes, brother. Yes, my brother. <laughs> He's spraying you know, cologne on himself right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Smell better. Listen. I've got. This is important because if I, you I, smell, if you smell good, you sound better. Right. On the radio. Um. Smell the way. Smell. Smell for the job that you want. Yeah. And right now I'm spraying Ralph Lauren Polo, the original one. Oh wow. Which which smells like leather chairs and and cigars. That's and nice. It smells manly. Yeah, well, where this is what the this podcast is about. That's actually what I that's what I wanted to say actually. Back my, that's what my brother was and, his point was yeah. breaking down the world. Yeah, go ahead. His point was about Cologne. Um for real? Yeah, the no. uh the the French place Cologne which is also colon. I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah. And smells 
delicious. Why would you? Okay, Colin Powell. It's spelled Colin. Why would you? Why would you want to pronounce that colon? That's the poo place. I think he was trolling. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, listen. Let's get back on track. So, <laughs> s- systemic racism is this. Okay, th- this is this is my caveat, or this is my uh, my. So you wait. Is this is your brother, or this is just you talking right now? Right now is me. Systemic racism okay, okay. real. I think it's uh, com- there. It's up for debate whether equal opportunities exist. In, you hear that, everyone? We've agreed. I announced it. It's fine. Fine. It's real. It, fine. It, no, it is. But what he was saying, <laughs> there was, you know, there's this argument about, um, you know, lack of diversity in movies. This is true. But you, this is in Hollywood movies. And exactly like you said, the reason these movies are made is maybe half for artistic merit, but mostly for profit. And so his, an what he was industry. saying. Yes. And what he's saying is like, listen, there are an almost infinite number of movies that have representation from from non-white people that aren't movies made in Hollywood. Open your eyes and open your mind to foreign film. Look at look at movies made in Korea and made in China and Japan. And uh, India. I think you're supposed to say international. What film? did I say? Foreign, which I believe. Oh is, shit! Is a, is I believe it's a no no. Ah oh, fuck. So we should just stop our podcast right now. Oh my god! Oh man! But but do you know what I'm saying? Like those yes, those yeah, movies are out there, and that representation is out hey, there. Hey, fucking Parasite won Best Picture. Exactly. Best. So De- deservedly so. Look like, elsewhere than the fucking yeah. you know movie machine <laughs> that is Hollywood. It's it's like yeah, Hollywood's racist, but so are you, you small minded yeah uh, fucking like pleb. Yeah. Is that Have you ever seen Shaolin Soccer? There isn't a single white person in that movie, and it's fucking awesome. I'm like, I'm like a white, like a white film nerd who's like, <laughs> I've actually watched all of Akira Kurosawa's films, and I've rated them. If you'd like, have to you hear seen my a list. single Kurosawa film? Yeah, I have actually. I saw. I've only seen um, one Seven Samurai. Uh, it's actually Seven Samurai. What did I say? Seven Samurai. You said you said you said you said, you said come Samurai. <laughs> yeah, Seaman Samurai. That's a, that's, a, that's a different movie. This might be the better name for our podcast. Ejack is a little abrasive. Come Samurai? Seaman Samurai. I, well, I feel like this is like the new incarnation of it, so we should... But make it a really pointy M, so it's like two Vs, but down. Like in French, on, on dit double V, double V. A W has never been two U's. And then we and then we do a photo of us very problematically dressed as samurai. <laughs> no, uh, but yes. But well, well enough that they actually don't know it's us. They just think it's like other like we just found a couple of Japanese guys who like posed for our photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Okay, one sec. I lost my jewel. See, we used to do this with a pack of cigarettes, and it was so easy. But uh, now I have to. You lost uh, your jewel. Yeah, my ruby. Golf, you must search for the jewel. Evan. Evan has foolishly lost his jewel, and now he must spelunk down into the cavernous caves in search of his precious jewel, which is worth... Little did we know, the jewel was in Evan's pocket the whole time. Do you remember the... uh... Oh, shit, I stopped. Uh, I think stereo ended. Um... Do you remember the, the first, maybe, maybe not the first episode, but I think the second episode um, where we had a segment that was you just trying to read the news in French and describe what the yeah. news was? That was a good segment. Yeah, I, I, when I was going back and listening to our old, 
episodes, I I skipped past that part because it was very embarrassing. <laughs> I think that it was, was kind of funny though. That was gold. I love how, like, I feel like every podcast kind of starts out a certain way and then kind of finds its groove, you know. And I feel like we went into this kind of being like, like, like I remember our first episode was like, we should like do topics, like we should do a topic of this kind yeah. of, of this podcast. Dude, we had it written down on paper. We had sections. We had it written- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and our, our first topic, I think, was like other podcasts. Yes. Which, because, you know, it was a good jumping off point, but like we quickly realized we didn't need it at all. No, no. And turns out uh, 1,822 people agree over the last seven years. If they all gave us a dollar, we would have 1,000. I forget the number. $822. Okay. $822. Okay, but listen to this. Let me do a quick division here. 1872 divided by 7. That's $267 a year. We're going to do 267 divided by 2. So that's each $133 a year. So 133 divided by 12. That's 11 bucks a month each we could have been making. That covers my Spotify. Yeah. What the fuck have we been doing? We've been doing nothing. I I do I do got, I I try to live without r- regrets, but I do regret that we didn't continue this thing. We th- but that's what we're doing now. That's what we're doing now, and like I'm glad I'm glad for it. But like you know through it all, you know what I mean. You moved. We, we you left. I moved. We but no no no. But we did talk about like doing this like with distance between us and blah, blah, sure. blah. And I came back and we did the show and it just never really came together. But, I was busy, blah, blah, but blah. I, like, I don't think the tech, oh, I mean, the technology existed, but in when we were talking about doing it long distance, we were talking about, you know, calling each other on the phone. Uh, yeah. You didn't have a Zoom recorder. Zoom didn't exist. It just apparently, you know, materialized out of the ether nine months ago. Now everyone uses it. Uh, it would have been, I don't know if it would have worked. Let's just say that it wouldn't have worked cuz I agree it was it was always a, a cathartic um way it, it's funny cuz we still saw each other every day so it's not like we were building up um you know we had this like powder keg of of conversation that we hadn't been having every day it's just you know as we always said and this is I guess a roganism uh which I agree with, but there is a certain energy in knowing that something is being recorded and yeah. kind of putting out there that you're not going to replicate if it's not in that context. It's very weird. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a super fun medium. It's like, it's like, it's great. Well, and, and there's like- also something weird about purposefully not promoting it. <clears throat> Yeah, we, which is purposefully we, never promoted it. No, it's purely self-interested. It's like we do this like number one for ourselves. Yeah. Although Elise, for any uh, avid listeners, uh, the Elise and Karin episode, friend of the check pod, Elise. Uh, she, she heard that I was doing this with you tonight. She's like, oh, "Wait, do they still exist? Are they out there? Can I listen?" Like, the, like we talk every day for hours, and yet. Uh, there, there's just something about it like you said it's uh it's 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 keying into the the chat you're just like listening in it's like i don't know if i if i hear people talking outside my window i'll open my window i just want to hear yeah and listen listen in and like 
it's like in during COVID more than ever, but like even even before this, I knew this was like it's 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 a it's a really interesting new medium where you can actually just turn a microphone on and have some people talk to each other. And these people that like naturally have chemistry are going to like just not change much, but just all of a sudden be kind of keyed into a conversation. Well, it's yeah, and... you, you add a certain degree of um, narcissism. You add a certain degree of, uh, you know, showy drama kid, and voila, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, just like, and like, uh, you know, I, you know, there's, I, I, every time I hear someone that I know is like, oh, I'm starting a podcast, part of me is kind of like, ugh. Yeah. It's like every time I hear somebody talking about polyamory, I'm like, ugh. You know but what, though? I've only, my, I've only ever heart, heard people do the topic style podcasts. I've I know a few but, but people like, that have done it, and it's never just freeform because it's kind of scary. The thing. But it's yeah, well yeah, but like with both of those examples, it's like in my heart, I know the podcasting medium is like a magical, unexplored thing. That even though everyone has a fucking podcast, it's still an unexplored medium, and like the way that I I. Like it's like oh ooh, that's just what we need another podcast and it's like the way I see it is like I think everyone should have I think every single person should have a podcast the way that every single person has a Facebook or an Instagram. Well, it's like I agree, I agree, but I I, like, I think not in the same way that everyone has a Facebook and an Instagram. I think everyone should have it, but what I think is important about my you know, and probably your like utopic view of podcasting is that it's not um, the beauty of podcasting is that it is not like Facebook or Instagram where you're always self curating, right? Your Facebook or Instagram, neither of which I use very much, is like the all best I mean moments by that of is, your All life. I mean by that is that it's like it's like ubiquitous and everyone has yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like you start you start like an Instagram account. It's like ooh, just what we need another Instagram account. Yeah. It's like yeah, no, everyone fucking has one. Yeah. It's like no, I I want everyone to have a podcast so I can be like, oh, I want to see what you're like in conversation. Yeah, and I want you to be recording your shit and time capsuling it for yourself more than anything. And then you know, like uh, where it finds success is for specific reasons and different things take off for you know and find an audience and. This is this is this is my dream for achieving universal basic income. It's just everybody has a podcast and you and you make everybody makes $1000 a month. <laughs> but the condition is they have to talk podcast. they have to talk about it. Yeah. I yeah. think we're very close to UBI. Um closer now than we have been. The problem it's, is that if in order so to have sense. UBI you need to tax Amazon and I don't know how that's going to happen. I mean, it's about, the issue is greed. Amazon is being untaxed, not because they're doing anything illegal, but because they're playing within the system that was set up for them. That's the issue. And so you need to remove, I guess, the, the lack of, of uh, regulations there. Because, yeah, if they paid taxes... You have so much if, money if for these, everyone. If all these billionaire corporations pay, like I, I don't know uh, uh, the details about this, but I feel like if if all these billionaire corporations just paid fair taxes, yeah, the world would be so much better. Well, 
there's there i mean sure they wouldn't be billionaires they'd be they'd probably, probably still be billionaires, still billionaires yeah. but not like multi-billion like, okay, what I, like, but, I, like even even talk about like about like rogan signing this like hundred million dollar spotify deal moving to texas and to now not pay taxes and now alex jones is not on the show on he the was election night i was very disappointed he was but he wasn't on the election show and i don't know i don't know why he wasn't right but apparently people at Spotify were like complaining about Alex Jones and blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm also just like, even if you sign a deal like that, I'm like, how much money do you need? Like, uh, all of it. I think it's the same thing about politics. If you're getting to that point, you're the kind of person that, like you're, you're Smaug the dragon. You're just hoarding. There's no, you, there's no functional way to use that. It's like, Oh, I'm looking out for my family. It's like, it's like no, you just a, a lot everything. of families do fine without, but millions of dollars i agree with taxation what is debatable though is that look at i mean the american government canadian government whatever government you want to call it they can sorry look specifically at quebec we're the highest taxed province in the entire country and we have the shittiest roads like we have no services especially if you're an anglophone Thank God I can speak both languages. But like, so yeah, say all of these people are paying more taxes, but then you also have to count on the people to be able to, in, in the government, to be able to spread those taxes out properly. There's this other second step where it's not like everybody's getting Venmoed, you know, the equivalent amount of a billionaire's tax in their bank account. It's like, oh no, well now we can hire more people in government to be able to think about how we're going to spread this money around. And like, that's where I kind of sympathize with this libertarian idea of like small government, it, it, it completely, you know, loses any sense of validity when you think about like, well, wait, where the, do the roads come from then? You're going to drive on a right. road. Like what happens if you need? And then it's like, well, there'll be private roads and you can pay into <laughs> the roads. Volunteer. I'm it's like, oh, never going to happen. Like, it's never going to work. Uh, like it already doesn't work. And we just pay for like private security systems. Oh my and, like, God. Yeah, oh, so if you're yeah. rich enough, you can you can deal with it. But no, it it's, it's not doesn't make sense. You need a society. This is the yeah, this is the problem with a lot of like libertarian like thought that I have, which is like the reality is a lot of people are fucking fucked up and just traumatized by being human. Yeah. And are not going to amount to much and need help, yes. you know? Yes. And I think there's some balance where, like, you, 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 you know, you should make room for people's strengths, and that's how you're going to motivate people to succeed. But also, like, if people are fucked up, they need help, and the government, if you tax, like, the super rich who don't need billions of dollars, sorry, you don't need it, at least you can pay some of it or half of it or whatever. Like, I think the key, is, the key is getting money out of politics, and it seems so simple. Yeah. It's also impossible, seemingly. But... It, yeah. it, if you get money out of pol like it seems just all politicians I, I i know less about canadian politics despite being a canadian than i do about american politics i guess because it's flashier but like because we can all post a black square and then forget about how indigenous people don't have water and i don't really know the details about that but it's they happening still, in our backyard they still don't. And I, st uh, I still don't really know what's going on there nor 
nor do I. Re- but I've watched like 13 documentaries about like the 13th Amendment. Yeah. Wait, what's the 13th Amendment? Uh, that's the amendment, I think, that a like abolished slavery, but then also allowed for slavery if you were in prison. So then that set oh, yeah. the course yeah. for America to just like want to imprison black people but like a lot of people I, I i don't fucking know can i say something really fucked up when when this no okay stop no move on no good point good point yeah i'm not gonna say it nah i gotta say it so <laughs> during during this last like five days we're not a we're not afraid of the we're not afraid of the fire on this podcast no, let me just check, see how many listeners zero uh during the last five days waiting for this election result to come in um Obviously, I wanted the sitting president to lose. I think it's important for the safety of the planet for that to have happened. But there's, there was this like self-destructive kind of note in the back of my head. I'm a self-destructive person, and I'm constantly battling against that aspect of my own psyche. Um, and so there was this little bit that was like as, as friend as friend of the pod, Kyria <laughs> Marchand is that her last name? Marchand. Marchand. Once oh, wait, said, no last names. Oh, whatever. She she was not on the podcast. <laughs> right. She lives in the woods, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, she once said, "I don't know if you know this, but she did say to us, there's a darkness to Evan.' Oh, she never told me that. Yeah." Well, well, here, here here's what I'm saying. Happen. Here's what I'm saying. And I, I, I think there is a darkness. There's a darkness to all of us. Yes. But, you know, we all have our own version of that, you know. But so in an exploration of this darkness, yeah. there was like, maybe it's less an exploration of darkness and more like a acknowledgement of the supreme boredom that has been brought on through COVID that I didn't mm-hmm. want Biden to lose. I didn't want that. But there was this kind of, um macabre fantasy about what would happen if he did lose just like well if we're already in this shit and i feel so pessimistic I about like, my i want to see it all the way through exactly it's let's like, watch this guy burn america to the ground if i'm going to die i'd rather <laughs> I'd, I'd i would rather die in a meteor that strikes everyone at the same fucking time and like let's yeah. go than like tripping and hitting my head on a fence post or something you know like just like let's just see what the fuck happens here and but but I that's dangerous that's a dangerous idea and i hope that thankfully well that's really your privilege talking evan it's um, true it's absolutely true <laughs> first of all it's because i'm not american i wouldn't first of all, i wouldn't i wouldn't have voted for fucking trump i wouldn't have voted for that guy guaranteed but there's that this like that kind of it's a um, it's a uh what do they call it um what's that kind of thought an intrusive thought it's an intrusive thought that i couldn't stop playing over in my head you know i hated listening to that guy i hated hearing people talk about that guy but there was that intrusive thought that kept playing just like what if you know and as i don't think it's I, over that's it i don't I, think it's I, over I, no no i i don't think it's over either and, and i don't i don't think I don't think Biden being president is actually going to change all that much, really. Um, I'm pretty sort of cynical about that, like, and I have been forever, and yeah. you know, 
Barack Obama ran on a change we can believe in and made things the same or worse and continue the wars and then Trump got elected and then now it's back to Biden, like Obama's VP and yeah. Kamala Harris. It's like, it's the establishment. It's like, it's yes. never stopped being the establishment. Yes. And even Donald Trump, the supposedly most anti-establishment president we've had, this most like outsider figure, which is why he was voted in the in the first place. Kind of followed a pretty standard Republican Party line. It was just a different as, establishment. As far as his policy goes, yeah. like, he didn't really get anything done. He didn't build the wall no. he wanted. He talked about, actually, funny enough, talked about ending the wars, yeah. but didn't actually do it. Yeah. Um, I also love the fact that there's still these wars going on, and, like, it's we don't even, like, no one cares. No, because they're not. Remember when everyone was so anti-war? Yeah. And then they just kept happening, and they're like, all right, I guess this is just how the world is. Now it's just a state of being. It's like, hey, it's listen, just a state you, of being. you could not, go to college, not... or you could yeah. take an Xbox controller and drop bombs on Afghani children. You know, like, that's just... We've been at war for, like, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. It's, we're on the road to, like, another 100 years war. Yeah. Like, But listen, anyway. we, you, we both have AirPods. That's pretty cool. You know, we have... Uh, like Wi-Fi that works most of the time. We can feed ourselves. Um, you know, the minute you start counting like the good things in your life, you're like, oh, I'm like a French aristocrat in the 1700s. Yeah, I eat cake. I'm, I've got a, I've got a perfume shelf, and I just like spray whichever scent I happen to be into at this moment. Do you specifically right call it it's... perfume, not cologne, because it's um. Well, I, I, I wear a lot. Did you just spray of, um, a different? cologne on top of the other cologne or perfume yeah yeah what does well, your room all, smell all, like right now well it's kind of crazy <laughs> <laughs> so can you talk it, to me about the about the uh art work in the background of this uh image of, uh, for, for those listening andrew's sitting there he has his perfume shelf he has a picture of i think his parents he has an exacto blade um a carafe exacto blade wait on directly t- so Fuck, I can't point to it. This is this is riveting. So your, right now. <laughs> your parents' picture to your uh, left in the little pencil holder, it looks like there's an exacto blade, a yellow thing. This? No, more left. All the way left. The thing tipping out the left side. Yes. This? Is that not There's an ex- three pencils? <laughs> okay. Let's I mean, when everything looks like a knife. But no, but what's you what's start- Cutting. I wanted to say when everything looks like a nail. Like uh, nail when you're a ham- hammer. No, when you're no, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Is that the thing? When you're a, when you're a, when all you when have is a, a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When you're a chop saw, everything looks like a two by four. That you're. Did you know two by fours are not two inches by four inches? I suspected that all along. One point five by three point five. How did they get away with that? You think they were once two by fours? No, I think they just round up. No. Um, but no. Well, what? So is that's a picture of your okay. dad? Okay. No, my I've I've kind of gone overboard on the on the wall art lately. It's kind of been a COVID um, coping mechanism. Uh-huh. And I I realized um, I've always had like funky posters and shit, but I I just recently realized I can put like sexy ladies on my walls, <laughs> and I've never. So I've kind of gone back to like a 16-year-old version of myself where I like just get hot, pictures of hot women. I don't see I those. I only see a picture of your dad. I plaster my wall. So, okay. So 
but it's a mix. It's like it's like high high mixture right. of high. When you look at your wall, you, you want to see your me. dad and some ladies. I want to see I want to see my dad. This beautiful <laughs> photo of my dad. Yeah. Who's like was like photographed by my now dead uncle. So it's actually right. a very poignant picture. Right. Um. This is a sketch that was gifted to me. That that, that is very. It's like a. It's like a. It's a sort of an inside joke. Um. Of this podcast, your mom's house, and it's like a, it's a sketch of this dog wearing the twenty three ninety five, which is Robert Paul Champagne's address. Oh yeah. Anyway, it's it's a it's a it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um. This is Duke Ellington. I've had this poster forever. This is a new one. This is uh Tayana Taylor. Ooh, who's who, that? Uh, she's a an R and B singer, musician, dancer who is part of sort of Kanye's um Wyoming project. She's got a great album. Okay. Um, and it, and was also like you, when we got off this podcast, you have to sit down and watch the fade video, but for Kanye, Kanye West's fade, okay, it's it's the sexiest thing you'll ever see. Sorry to interrupt um, you here, but I had never heard Kanye West's "Runaway" until two days ago, and that's a great song, dude. They called the Bohemian Rhapsody of hip hop, and I'd never heard it before, and it's fucking uh, dope. I mean, I don't know about that, but it's it's. It's it's great. No, that, I think Juicy is, is the Bohemian Rhapsody of hip hop. Anyway, go um, on. Or what would you say? I don't know what even the equivalent like to draw an equivalent. Like, what does bo- what does that mean? Bohemian Rhapsody. Good question. I just saw a YouTube comment that said that. But uh, like Bohemian, like Bohemian Rhapsody is. It's it's a it's a band like a like a sort of tradi- like accepted rock and roll band. And like Freddie Mercury's goal all along was to like bring opera, opera to yeah. the masses, mm-hmm. which is what he kind of you know, the whole album like Night at the Opera. I guess more on and a so surface level, it's just everyone like, knows the words. Everyone knows the words, but it's like an eccentric, very like out there piece that still reached a mass. Right. So market. Runaway would not apply to that because it's not very out there. It's just a good song. I mean, it kind of is like it's it's like six minutes long, and he does a vo- like a voice guitar solo for like two minutes. Right, right. Um, I I sort of see it, and it's very emotional. It's it kind of like builds to this crescendo or whatever. Right. Um, give it. Uh, I I, I kind of think uh, it's just its own. What thing. What, are, what are these other pictures here? Let, let's. Okay, let's, fine. Let's, I'll start. Uh, but we need some we get... need some descriptions for the visually impaired. Okay, so then I've got all my Robert Crumb comics that are just sort of pasted up that I've had forever, intermixed with pictures of me, like with my arm around my mom and my arm around my dad. Aw. And then... Whoa, um, you have an Andy lamp? What is that? So that's a a lamp that has a toque, like a giant toque that I found in a grocery store. For those listening to us in uh, Brisbane and uh, Indonesia, a toque is a Canadian version of a cotton woolen hat. Of a beanie. A beanie, yeah. So so then I got more comics, and that's a picture of Anna Nicole Smith. Wow. Uh and then and then we've got um Oh a Playboy. Actually, let's go this oh way. Oh my god, you do just have a bunch of uh like Playboy pictures yeah. on your I've got I've got I've You're got, sixteen um, the, coming the, on thirty. The, 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 I've got the Playboy picture where she's like eyes are darkened by shadow and she's smoking a cigarette. And then it's the um it's the Van Gogh Night Cafe painting, which I uh-huh. really love. Uh, I've got the Michael Jackson, Sigmund's Michael Jackson. Wow. Uh, and then if we keep going around, we've got um, this Picasso print that I've always had. I've had that. I have the bullion. I got another Playboy print. I got this massive 
photo of Nicki Minaj <laughs> and her giant tits hanging out, which I love a lot. Yeah. And I, I didn't mean to get it this big, but... Wait, what, what do you mean? You ordered it online? Yeah. <laughs> and you can kind of pick the measurement, but I ordered it a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, but it fits. I'm actually glad that it turned out this way. Did you paint your it, room yourself? Yeah, I did. I love those colors. They're like, uh, yeah, it reminds me of uh, Gushers. Yeah, yo, that's, I never heard that. Um, okay, so then we've got Leonard Cohen and another picture of Anna Nicole Smith and um, um, uh, Night, uh, Nighthawks, the painting. You can't really yeah. see what they're... What's the, what's the artist that again? Ed Hopper. Right. I think that Ed Hopper is the embodiment of COVID. That's just... I know. Did you see Nerdwriter's video? No. Maybe I okay. saw the thumbnail. I saw he, it was released before COVID, but his video on Edward Hopper is like super poignant now, and I, yeah. I reposted it on Facebook. And then, okay, so then I've got um, the original poster from uh, Deep Throat. Oh yes, have you ever seen it? Because I, I actually haven't. haven't. Me neither. But I, I kind of just love that it's the fir- like the first sort of yeah. porno. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got a, a James Jean thing that was sort of a. David Cho's band Mangchi. Yeah, I got at at the at the Mangchi show when they played in Toronto. I tell you, we we tried to get Mangchi Hammer. I to know, play I know. Bog. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. So all you can see in my background here, I I did some uh, COVID building. I made some shelves. Um, the fact that you told me my paint job looks like gushers is actually quite accurate. I love it. I, it's it's like a light purple, yeah. like a medium purple, and then like sort of a pink, and then a dark purple. Yes, and they're the same tone. Yeah, um, but all I have is a uh, bookshelves, uh, and I have a original flat Earth poster. It says uh, the flat Earth map, real world, Australia, not down under. Because mm-hmm. if it's flat, it's there's no under anything. That's true. Well, it is true. It's flat. No, I don't believe it. It's funny. Uh, so I do. I I work from this room often, and. Uh, I, I always forget that this poster's in the background and I got it as like a laugh before kind of the flat earth stuff actually started becoming relevant. Um, Did you watch that documentary? Uh, I've watched a few, yeah. There was like the main one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, I, I, I liked it a lot. I, I, I felt for those people. I feel for them too and they're just kind of all out there and out there. But uh, so I always forget this is in the background of like professional Zoom calls that I'm doing. I, 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 sim- I sympathize with those people because I think everyone just needs a project, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, inter- I interrupted you. <laughs> no, the there's no interruption. It's just, I, I agree. Everyone needs a project. Everyone like, needs something. It's like, we're going to do it. We're going to prove that the earth is flat, and then we can just spend our lives doing it as long as we just don't accept. I think the issue, and maybe this has been, uh, I don't remember if they've said this in these documentaries or not, but I believe this, that the people who are into this, like, um, you know, the elites sucking blood out of babies' assholes and, you know, freebasing adrenochrome and the world is flat and all this shit. It's that they are... It, that reality is so weird. Reality is actually the weirdest thing you can imagine. So that in order to kind of, like, get comfort and not think about how weird reality, the real world, actually is, is to say, oh... 
somebody is in control. Somebody is in control. Okay, no, the world is flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's actually it's actually refuge from yes. the chaos yeah. that is actual existence. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ter- yeah. like instead of acknowledging that like maybe nothing means anything. Mm-hmm. Oh no, God has a plan, and the world is flat, and NASA and the governments around the world are all trying to hide it in order to prevent us from being, you know, in tune with the aurora or some shit. Like, it's easier to imagine that than to acknowledge that nothing makes sense or matters. You know, that's that's the scariest thing, and I think it, it's just like a, a, a defense mechanism. And I feel like the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Like, I imagine there are people who kind of have a lot of power that we don't know about. Of course. Um, especially mostly people who work in Silicon Valley would be my guess. Yeah. Um, but also it's chaos. Like no one knows that Trump became president. Like that kind of disproved this like grand conspiracy thing or proved it even harder. It just depends on who you listen to. Kind of doubt that. Like also you, you follow Trump's campaign and like actually learn about how he won that election. And it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, and there was a there's a great there's an amazing documentary called American Carnage, which was made by Errol Morris, and it's about oh, really? is it's it recent? Steve, it's it came out within the last few years, and it's it's like a, basically a long interview and documentary about Steve Bannon. Oh fuck yeah! I never I I didn't watch that, but that... And, but like Errol Morris sits down with Steve Bannon in like a... and talks to him. Like the like what what was that one that he did with uh, Robert McNamara? Rob, Fog yeah. of War. Fog of War, right? It's like it's like basically Fog, Fog of War, but with Steve Bannon, and Errol Morris is like a total like documentary lefty filmmaker, of course. But sits down with Steve Bannon, and 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 Steve Bannon basically explains why Trump won that election. Yeah, and it makes complete sense, and. The reaction from the left to that movie was like they 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 like didn't let it show in festivals and they didn't oh ha- let it have a proper release. They like totally censored it, and it doesn't work just because they they felt that it was giving Steve Bannon a platform, which it absolutely isn't. Like there's scenes where Errol Morris is like arguing it with him and calling his whole philosophy evil. Yeah, the the best but argument to that is, is like look look did you like the act of killing, like well, watch yeah, the act of totally. killing. You're giving yeah. a platform to the like genocidal murderers. Sure, you're well, giving them a platform, but what you're doing is, you know, this term yeah. is 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 fraught with inconsistencies. But the 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 free marketplace of ideas, right? That you should be able to fight bad thought with good thought, right? So put bad thought out there. Have you ever heard of Dave Rubin? He's a real he's a real strong thinker on these issues. You, that was actually a great impression because that sounded exactly like. Ruben. See, I'm just we're just interested in ideas. I'm actually doing an impression of Michael Brooks's impression <laughs> okay. of Dave Rubin, but listen, guys, 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 I'm I'm just interested I, I'm in also, ideas. I'm also gay, so it's okay because uh, you know I'm a marginalized person. And uh, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, no, I know what you're like. Uh, yeah, no, the act of killing. Although no one tried to really like censor that movie, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that like you, you because put, it was too it was too weird to be honest. Well, but like it was like, also very long. I think a lot of people didn't watch, and no it. one even yeah. bothered watching it. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, but, but the Steve Bannon, but it's like it's like amazing. Like if 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 liberals actually sat down and watched that movie with an open mind, not to embrace Steve Bannon, you fucking idiot, but like, to understand, to that listen to what the man has to say yeah. under honest circumstances. Yeah. You will, you will understand this man on a on a deeper level and understand our political situation on this deeper level that has nothing to do with what like CNN is 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 telling you to believe and and fear mongering. Yeah, like, well, it's just like Mein Kampf shouldn't be a banned book. It should be a book that people who obviously disagree with this person's philosophy should read. If you actually sit down and read Mein Kampf, it's actually really good. <laughs> oh, really? There's some good recipes a- <laughs> in there. <laughs> Uh, this is this actually- is this is where we were canceled. Well, it was fun. We got to twenty six episodes or uh, twenty five. Who knows? But it, listen, it was great. Um, our social credit score uh, at this moment has now tanked. We can no longer leave the country. It's been going up and and down. Yeah, well, uh, quite with quite good. Uh- uh, I thought you know you know how I thought BIPOC was bisexual people of color. I thought Mein Kampf was a book about uh, camping. Like, Mein Kampf. Yeah, it's like my, a German my, camping, my camping trip. It's like how to pitch a tent and how yeah. to... Yeah. Yeah. In a mine. Or an abbreviated version of My Comforter. My Comforter. Uh, Austin told me this, actually. Did you know that um, German, the German word for pork... What, do you know the German word for pork? No. Sveinflesch. Swineflesh? Yeah. That's great. Pig flesh. That's great. Do you know the German word for ambulance? Um, Corpse trans. <laughs> Very close. Krankenwagen. Krankenwagen? <laughs> I, I should have known it was Wagen. Yeah. Oh. I don't know any German, except for what Austin tells me, because they're funny. And, uh, of course, Austin's just like telling you German words that he thinks are funny. <laughs> That's his entire sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so I have something. Fu- uh, no, I'm not, I can't say it. Never mind. Go on. What? Move on. Oh, come on. Move on. No, Sarah will kill me. Is it about porn? No, it's just. A, uh, ah, no, it doesn't. Uh, okay. I want to say it very quietly because she's in the next room. We we're all talking about how uh, we're. T- well, I was in the park today for my friend's birthday. Somehow uh-huh. we got on the topic of like uh, pee your pants stories, and uh, you know we we're all talking about how when was la- when's the last time you peed your pants? Da da da. And then uh, I've shit my pants like like five times during quarantine in my house by myself. Wait, thank God. wait okay, I, wait what? No, no, five times. Uh, I'm, I think I might be close to five, at least four. Like accidental sharding diarrhea just, blips? Just pure pure sharding. A couple of them were in front of my roommates and I just was just like, they were like, why did you take a shower out of, in the middle of a conversation? And I was like, because I shit myself. What are, what's hap- what's, that's a medical issue, I think, probably. It's, it's been a long quarantine and there's been a lot of drinking and bizarre eating habits. So I, I chalk it up to that. You, oh my gosh. That's not good. So wait, you're like you're drunk. You have the beer shits, and you just try to. Fart. It's less. It, no, no. It's less about drunk. It's more like the next day, and it's like, okay, I got drunk last night, and like I have to, I have to, 
I think it's a fart, and then it ends up being diarrhea. Usually, before quarantine, it was more like a once a, once a year thing. But okay. like something about my diet and like drinking habits, I guess. Have... Are you still going to the gym? Are you still ripped? Uh, no. I got, we did some home workouts, and I was doing the like hundred push up a day challenge uh-huh. for a while. The good thing about muscle is it kind of it kind of lasts. Like I've still got like like I'm okay. Like you want it's, you it's, like, want you slowly want to decaying. Yeah, let me show, show you something. Me. Show me your gut. Wait, <laughs> normal? Three. That's that's the thing. I remember. Do you, do you remember? Um, do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where uh, it's the Krusty comeback special? Yes. And <laughs> they're like. Um, they're, they're, Bart and Lisa are like going out and finding all these people that love Krusty to come on their special and he's like here's my address book go out and find it it's like Bette Midler and Johnny Carson <laughs> yeah. and all these people and then they come back to Krusty and he's like gained like 200 pounds he's got this huge gut yeah. and he's like he's like well Krusty what happened and they're like he's like I, I, I wanted to lose some weight so I've been drinking nothing but milkshakes <laughs> and they're like you mean those diet milkshakes and he's like, uh <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then, God. so then he get, then they put him on a program to um, lose the weight, and he's like, uh, all this stuff. And then, um, and then they do a shot where it's like, it's like basically Homer's gut, but then he flexes <laughs> and he's got a six pack. Yeah. And so I feel like you and I are kind of in the same boat where you like, you still have this, but then it's also like, oh, dude, totally. So, but apparently this is this is the most dangerous kind of fat. Because if I have skinny, skinny, fat, skinny, skinny fat. fat, like on the outside, I have, you know, it's just skin, but it's all on the inside of my internal organs. And that apparently is yeah. a big problem. It's worse than and just having flab on the outside. Like mine is intermingled yeah. with my intestines. It's not probably not a very good idea. And we don't have like fashion industries telling us that we need to look a certain way in order to be loved like we have social media telling us that we have dad bods and we're still hot no matter what we look like that's why i got a mustache i'm just going full dad uh but like no that's like my arm i have no like angel wing thing i don't have a fat face but i oh i don't really i've still got some fucking (sighs) this is called the flex pod Dude, your biceps the size of a solar system, bro. <laughs> uh, I want to get this tattooed over. I'm not not too happy with it anymore. No. Uh, yeah. No. I have to pee again. Ooh, what should I talk about? I know. I was thinking of that. Um. You should talk about. Is Trump actually racist? God damn it. <laughs> um I was born by the river. Um yeah. I think he is. What a horrible question to leave me with, man. You're going to listen back to this after and you're going to have a good laugh. But yeah, the the answer is yes. What more do you want me to say? I hate talking about this guy. I hate having this person's existence uh, occupy space in my head. And I know that it's important because this person exists. 
to actively resist against who this person is and what he represents and what he's done to a country. So yeah, I think he is fucking racist. Uh, do I have proof? No. Uh, fuck you, Andrew. You know me too well, and this is a horrible setup to have given me. Um, so listen, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to check my phone. Uh, we have zero listeners still. I really thought that by titling this uh, stereo um, conversation with Ejac that we would have at least a few listeners. You know what? It's Sunday night. Uh, maybe not a lot of people are tuned in. It's Sunday night at 10 p.m. It's probably not a thing. Um, what what else am I supposed to say? Uh, listen, I've got, uh, you know, got some bourbon in front of me. I'd rather have some bourbon in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. Call failed. Well, let me just give him a little redial here. Folks, this is been a very interesting experiment in what how to do a, a long distance podcast it's uh it's different it's definitely not uh what it was when we were doing it at uh park and uh, i should probably shouldn't say the address but the previous studio that we had you know we would just sit we'd get some cigarettes we'd get some beer we'd sit for a while We'd always walk home together, and we would always, always stop at Fairmont Bagel and get a, uh, well, I would get an everything bagel and locks. I think Andrew usually got a sesame bagel and locks. Who are you talking to? It was more fresh. I'm talking to you. Wait, did I not video call you? Uh, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, no, I, I did, but wh- yeah, so why can I not see you? I think you have to turn on video. Oh, oh shit, because you, you answered it on your phone. Oh, dang it. Okay, call me from your computer. Fuck, what? Call me from your computer. This is the best podcast ever, really. (laughs) Call me... God damn it. (laughs) Fuck. Much better, much better. You fucker! That was the that was the the worst question to leave me with. Wait. Oh my God. Sorry, I just opened stereo and it was. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? You're frozen. Um, uh, I, frozen? I don't know what happened there. Oh, you're but I think frozen. you should probably call me back. Um, gonna, uh, you should probably call me back. Hmm. Just call me back. Okay. I don't know, Davey. Oh boy. Reconnecting. Uh Well, wait. Okay, we're there he is. We're back. Hey, so we have we have a new follower on uh, stereo. By the way, are we? Do we go live? I, I feel like we ended our thing. And uh, wait, you're frozen again, dude. We are very lovable. Oh my god! Couple of fellas, I would say. <sighs> this is not going to be fun to listen to. Oh, you're frozen. Okay, again. I'm Fuck. ending the call. I'm calling you back. Redialing. This sucks, guys. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Fourth time's a charm. Gosh darn it. 
Maybe if Evan calls me I'm back. calling you back. This is horrible. Oh, my God. In another call? Call me, bro. See, I started using the word bro ironically because I thought it was funny because I don't like people who use that word. Uh, but then I started using it. And then what's the difference between saying something ironically and actually just For saying fuck's it? sake. You know? Uh, I'm going to have to tell this guy to just fucking call right. me. It's funny, the, when I go into Facebook Messenger conversations with Andrew, the, the most recent thing I, I see is uh, the headshots that he sent me. He looks great. But uh, they don't look like him, you know? Maybe that's the thing with headshots. Um, looks a little too intense. Listen, uh, yeah. <laughs> but then I'm searching through... Oh, yeah, there's some good pictures. This is an audio form podcast. I should stop talking about the things that I'm seeing. I'm going to call this guy again. Calling, calling, calling. Oh, boy. I can't believe it. So, uh, I hope he's talking. What do you guys think? I hope he's not talking. uh, Because uh, editing this is going to be hard. Dude, fuck you. I'm going to go pee. Uh, for some reason, nothing's working. We sold you our souls and gave you all of our information. You can't even deliver the technology that you promised. You fucking losers. But call back. Call back, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Uh... We're like the Democrats. We just want to lose and suck. Even though we won. But, like, barely. Um, missed video. Call again. Call again. Let's call again. Let's, oh, let's try this. Let's exit. Chrome. New window. Facebook. Oh, I'm on fucking Zimmy One. That's not my fucking Wi-Fi. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. This is so interesting for you. Work, 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 you piece of fucking shit. Jesus Christ. Why don't you just work? Like, I'm on 5G, bitch. <sighs> Boy, if this has still been recording, this is not going to be very good. I think he might have uh, died. Except, except. Wait, you a- you answered. Okay, for some reason, my computer isn't working for... Video calls? Who cares? Wait, so then video call me on your phone. Fuck the stereo app. Yeah, fuck it. I'm trying to call you, but it's just not even... It's not doing anything. It's really weird. I can see you, but very blurry. Oh, because there's tape over my... (laughs) That's why. Okay, so it's fixed. It's fine. It's fine. Just go horizontal so I don't have... Yeah, there you go. Hey, perfect. Okay, we're back. 
Hey, this is on my phone though. That's so fine. Who cares? cares? Fuck that okay. stereo thing. We had zero listeners. Nobody cared about what we were doing. All right. Uh, I have some lettuce, cheese, and pickle. Okay. So my my AirPods are probably charged now. So cool. I can do this, and then plug into you, and hear my own voice, which is what I wanted all along. I can't tell if this is worse than our usual technical difficulties or better. Um, it's definitely worse. Yeah. Because our last technical difficulties would be just like the uh the recording getting built like it would uh, just stop sync. so i think that's worse at least we've had the recording going well no it would what would happen with our old one would it would like turn into that thing where like it would we would it wouldn't we weren't monitored properly and we would just hear a delay a delayed uh uh, I can't. That would be like a. What do you? What's the term? Like a delayed. I can't. Yeah, delay, I, I can't see like you a, anymore. By the way. Called, uh, when, I know I'm turning on my my Bluetooth. Yeah. Did you know Bluetooth was like um, uh, like some Viking warrior? It was like Captain Bluetooth or something. That's pretty sick. You know, like the symbol for Bluetooth. That's like a yeah. like the Captain Bluetooth symbol. I guess he had a. I guess he had a blue tooth. He had black beard, blue tooth, red rocket. What were we talking about before? Are you Who not cares? smoking cigarettes anymore? Uh, no, no, and uh, I'm feeling good about it because I've been on. Um, also, in the last five years, I started. Well, fuck, man. I had a. I don't know if I told you this. I feel like I might have, but. I oh, you went on some drugs for yes. anxiety or something? No, not anxiety. I I had like a, a full mental breakdown and um checked myself I've into known, the I have like just just so you know, I have like four or five friends who have all had mental breakdowns within the last like year or so. Well this was this was like um three years ago or two and a half years ago. Um Oh, okay. But then you Okay, uh, I, th- I feel like I saw you since then, but you kind of only told me half the story or something. So what happened? I was uh, owner operator of a bar. That was my gig. But what that meant was, you know, between eleven a.m. and four a.m., just being on call, uh, trying to manage a business that was floundering and uh, not doing well. And uh, I went to the dog park one day, not feeling very good, and. Uh, my dog was playing with this other dog and this the owner of that dog sat down next to me and we started talking and you know just like the dog park is very interesting for that because like you wouldn't be exposed to these people otherwise you're just kind of like locked in this cage with people and you can choose to have a conversation with them or not and i started talking to this person i don't know how it came about but uh we ended up talking about our lack of uh direction non-metaphorical lack of direction but literal like I can walk into a bar or a restaurant and go to the bathroom and then not know where my table is. Like I'm very um, geographically challenged uh, as a person. It's it's embarrassing. It sucks. So I was telling her this and she's like, oh yeah, me too. Like, you know, I'll go to my friend's house and like go into the bathroom and then I don't know where I am and da da da. I'm like, oh my God, me too. And um, 
she started telling me how uh, she recently, you know, acknowledged and realized that she had adult ADHD. I was like, what is that? You know, I had, I was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid and I was on medication and it fucking sucked and I got off it. And she's like in her, you know, early forties, she's talking about like, yeah, no, it was a life changing moment for me. I thought I was just literally mentally challenged and couldn't like figure out what my like how to be a person. Uh, and then I went to a psychiatrist. I got diagnosed with adult HD, ADHD, uh, went on some medication, and now I'm doing pretty well. And this is like the moment where like I was at the worst of the worst um, mentally, and uh, it just really spoke to me. And, um, you know, we were Googling together and like looking at uh, about like what adult ADHD was and just like reading all of these things that just like it felt like I was reading a uh, like a journal entry of my past self her, and it, it really threw a wrench in your relationship <laughs> yeah and no no but close I, I mean i see where this is going <laughs> turns out she she's a, a montreal musician called jessica moss who's played in godspeed you black emperor and is a really accomplished psychedelic violin player here anyway i didn't know that at the time i like godspeed you black emperor because they have the most words and a random in exclamation point in the middle of their band name. That's all. That's interesting. I feel like I feel like you just give yourself a band name where it's like you have a shitload of words, and then if you're still good enough to succeed, it means you're. It means you must be a pretty good band. Anyway, sorry, exactly. Keep talking. Sorry, keep talking about. Uh, no, and so I was I was telling her about like uh, my friend Andrew, who like you know every time I try to tell him something important and like meaningful about myself, he would try to make a joke about it. And she was like, you know what? Fuck that guy. I never talked to him again. And so then I decided not... I was thinking not... you were talking about Curious Andrew for a second. I was like, oh, wait. I think he's talking about me. Yeah. And so I decided not to talk to him for five years. And, you know, here I am. Um, All right. But no. Anyway, so like literally it, it's fucked up, man. Like I left the dog park. I took the dog home and I drove myself to the Douglas Mental Hospital. And uh, I needed help. And uh, anyway, I talked to it. It was a, it was, it was, I was at the end of my rope and it's not, I don't, you know, I don't get any pleasure talking about it because it's it's both embarrassing and yeah. Anyway, it it was a bad a bad few years leading up to a very bad moment. But um, being able to kind of have this um moment with this person kind of made me realize what I needed to do. And uh, anyway, got uh went through a whole bunch of evaluations and conversations with psychiatrists and psychologists and da 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 da. Um, and ended up getting prescribed uh, Vyvanse for ADHD, and it completely changed my life. Um, and is this when I like came back in contact with you? Like, I think I visited you, and you were like, "Oh, I'm on this drug that's making me smoke again." Exactly. And so, what's very interesting about that drug is that um, every other aspect of my life that had to do with impulsivity, um, which is a huge problem for me just like eating candy or like you know fucking off and doing something stupid or not doing my job or whatever uh the being medicated allows me to kind of reel that in and focus and and you know acknowledge the problem in that but what it also does is make me smoke like fucking crazy and so i was a smoker before but as soon as you know every morning when i weird how like these seemingly unconnected things yeah well, dude, because it's speed, it's amphetamine. And so, like, yeah. you know what it feels like to be on speed. You want to smoke cigarettes for six hours. Yeah. So it's just been this very interesting kind of um, teeter-totter where, like, 
I want to stop smoking. Like I was smoking more than a pack a day. It's, it's just not, it doesn't make you feel good. And it's also really expensive. And so kind of like going back and forth, like taking off my medication yeah. to like not smoke a little bit and like try to get the nicotine out. But what's been interesting is that it, it doesn't, it's at least from my perspective, my addiction to cigarettes is not physical because as soon as I don't take my medication, I don't smoke. I don't want a cigarette right. at all. And so you'd, you'd assume that if it was a physical addiction, that regardless of whether I was on a medication or not, if I'm physically addicted to nicotine... To nicotine, you would crave it regardless. Exactly. But as soon yeah. as I'm not on my medication, you know, for a day, I don't smoke. But then I take it, and then I'm like, an hour and a half after I take it, it's just like, I, I, I need it. So I'm trying to kind of break this cycle, uh, and this has helped a lot. And I feel like kind of a, a dweeb being a vapor, but I've slowly but surely kind of dropped the nicotine level because you can get different levels of nicotine in, in the pods. Yeah. And so I'm down to a, a fairly low level and it's worked. It's, it's worked. It's helped a lot. It's, it, it, you feel just fucking better not dragging on cigarettes 25 times yeah. a day. Yeah, no, totally. I have a funny relationship with cigarettes. Like I... I've loved this analogy where it's like to non-smokers, I'm a smoker, but to smokers, I'm not a smoker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you so buy? Do you me, buy cigarettes? I'll buy a pack of cigarettes, and it'll last me for like a month, if not longer. Right. See, that's the relationship yeah. that I want to have with cigarettes because I yeah. don't want to just be like, I'm never smoking a cigarette again. But I want to no, be able to like, imbibe but- like I would with. Uh, I guess drugs, <laughs> you know, like, well, totally. And like, for me, like if I have a pack of cigarettes in the house, like usually what'll happen is like, I'll come home after work or after my day or whatever and have a few drinks. And then, and then, and then like either with my roommate or with like by myself, I'll just sit on my stoop and just like have a smoke and then go to bed. Yeah. Like it won't be like a night of smoking a pack of cigarettes. Like I don't actually like smoking that much. And, and right. during like without, like if I'm just like sober in the afternoon, I like I do I, do I want to smoke a cigarette? Like no, God no, no. no. Like I have no. So that's why I like will buy a pack of cigarettes and it will last me like a very long time. Yeah, which is also why I'm kind of fine with it because I feel like the people who get lung cancer are the people who smoke like a lot. Yeah, but you know what? It's such it's such a roll of the dice because you could be uh you know you could be a Tour de France you know champion winner and still get testicular cancer, right? Like. You could get some form of cancer, whether you smoked or not. Obviously, it's more likely that you're going to get lung cancer if you smoke. Well, right. And just just in terms of like getting lung cancer from smoking, if you smoke yeah. like the odd cigarette, it's like yeah. not. Yeah. What? They well, and also, and like, we're happen. what? Like, you're? Are you thirty yet? No, I'm still twenty-eight, baby. <laughs> Wait, you're twenty-eight? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man, I'm thirty-one. I thought you were it's really. really I, I, I love I love making friends with people who are older than me because it it just keeps paying off. Like initially it was cool when I was like like twenty and everyone was like twenty four. Yeah. And then now it's like I'm twenty eight and you're <laughs> all like in your thirties and I'm like, <laughs> fuck ah, you, you old fogies. Fuck I'm you. still enjoying this. <laughs> so when we met, so okay, so we weren't listen. We started our podcast in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um. Which would have meant that I was twenty three, um, mm-hmm. 
or 22? Really? Me, you were 20? Uh, we started in 2013. Well, or maybe I, yeah, our SoundCloud account. No, that's, that's, that's right. No, no, 2013 is right. So that, so I would be, um. Did we meet I, when I you were been, 19? I would, I would, no, no, I would have been, I would have been 21. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. I, uh, Glass Menagerie was, uh, like 20, I don't know. Like, okay, so I, I graduated high school 2010. I did a year at Concordia. Uh, 2011, 2012. Uh, the 2012 is when we became friends. So I would have been like 20. Yeah, yeah. And then we, I feel like we started the podcast when I was around 21. Wait, so when's 20, when, so when's, so your, when's your birthday? Is about right. It's Ju- uh, June. And you're 28, and I'm 31. Yeah. So we're three years apart. When's your birthday? August. What year were you born? 89. 89. So yeah, I'm 92. So yeah, we're, you're three years older than me. So in 2012, you would have been 19. Uh, depends which half of 2012, but yeah. Did we meet when you were 19? When you were living on Sherbrooke, yeah. you were 19. Yeah. Yep. Wowzers. I remember wow. you moved me from Sherbrooke. That was a, that was a funny. I don't know if you remember this. Dude, but we went so to that that. That was almost 10 years ago at this point. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Like, literally, like, yeah. Do you hear my dog? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, one sec. I'm going to let her out. You Frankie. So I've actually, speaking of your dog, I have a very funny story to tell you about your dog. Oh, okay. Um, and I've waited to tell you the story because if I told it to you after the fact, I was afraid that it would like scare you or like. Wait, does this you. have anything to do with the missing peanut butter in my cupboard? Uh, Did you put peanut butter on your ass? I don't, I don't think because she so. loves peanut butter, and I know how much you like getting your ass licked. We did a little bit of that, but I remember replacing it. Okay. Okay. So that's fine. All right. Let's move on. So. No, no, this is this is last time I stayed at your house, which is when I kind of did that impromptu Montreal visit, like in the middle of the week. Yes. Like a Wednesday. Yes. And I was with like, like a day and a half notice. Yeah. It was like a day and a half notice. I did not plan that well at all. And like, I was like, hey, everybody, let's go to a bar. And we went to like fucking box car bullshit <laughs> bar, whatever <laughs> shitty bar that was. <laughs> and, uh, it was great. I was so happy to see everybody, but I could tell that it was like the middle of the week and everyone just had to like live their lives. Right. And I was, uh, I think I was staying with you and you and Sarah do like nine to five jobs. And so mm-hmm. like, you were like, okay, uh, you, you're going to leave tomorrow. My bus was like at like 10 or 11 AM. Yeah. So you were, you guys were gone by the time I would get up. Um, so, but like, it was also like, so you gave me some instructions to deal with Frankie. Yeah. Like take like, her for a walk before you leave. Y- yeah. Or no, you didn't tell me to take her for a walk. You were just like, just give her this. But oh, also, give her like, the calm. Like, yeah. Give her the calm before you give leave. her the calm. You know, I was just going to wake up and then leave. I wasn't going to like, yeah, I didn't think I had to like deal with your dog all that much, but like <laughs> also like the, like before this, the first time that like I met your dog, 
was when I showed up at your house at four in the morning and yeah. I fully embodied like a like a, a burglar breaking and entering yes. burglar who your dog is designed to defend. That's against. why we have her. Yeah. I don't do it for companionship. I don't like her. People I just want like her to be an alarm system. You're like, here's the key. It's under the mat. Just come in at 4 a.m. and you'll be fine. <laughs> what a horrible idea that was. And then... And we'll be asleep. We'll we've got work in the morning. You'll just come in and, and quietly go to your room. Meanwhile, I I open the door and your dog goes berserk. Yeah, of course, and thinks that you're under attack <laughs> and tries to kill me. Yeah. And then you rein her in, and we're okay. But like now, yeah. that's who I am to your dog. Yes, is of course. Like something about my pheromones will trigger that <laughs> scent. So like Frankie fucking hates me. Right. And will forever like not like. Well, no, I mean, I think there's some redemption. Anyway, there's some there's some possible redemption. Yeah. I was, so that's what I was hoping for the next time I came to visit. Yeah, but so, so so you so I th- I think my my thing was actually a bit later in the afternoon. I think it was like like a, like my bus left around like three p.m. or something like this. Uh-huh. Anyway, I woke up. You guys went to work. Frankie hated me the whole time. I was barking, whatever. I would just have to close the guest door and then wait for her to forget that I'm in your house. And it was just like barking and just like, and, and then I would like, I would try to be like, like get quiet and like try to approach her. And she would like, she would never like go to bite me or anything, but no. it was just like growling and like biting and just anger and just like, <laughs> she's not a small dog. You know, she's like a predator dog. But I could, I could, mm. and I could tell it came from fear. And ultimately, mm. and when I would walk up to her, she would just like, she would run away. But then yeah. ultimately, ultimately, would just be like barking the whole time. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, so the morning that I was gonna leave, I had to, I actually had to get back to Toronto for this play reading that I needed to be at, and people were depending on me. And this is when you had to go back to Kingston. Uh, I had to go back to Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Yeah. And and I had a mega bus ticket and everything, and then and so I woke up in the morning, and like when I'm in your house by myself with only Frankie, I have to close the guest room door, and if I'm have to go to the bathroom, I have to open it and like run to the bathroom. <laughs> no way! You never close, told me this. And then, and then close that door because I had asked Otherwise, you like, how is everything with Frankie? You're like, oh, totally fine. I was, was playing good. it cool, I guess. Right, right. But like, she fucking hates me. Oh, like that no. dog hates me. Oh no. So, but listen, that makes sense. It makes sense. Understandably so. I'm proud of her so. for hating yeah. the burglar. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But like, okay, so so I, I I packed up all my stuff. I was getting ready to go, and meanwhile, I'm like, every time I run through the middle room of your house, this dog loses her <laughs> mind and tries to attack me. Does she doesn't actually try to attack me, but she like barks and goes nuts. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm like, and I just, I just started losing my mind. I was like, I was like, what do you, what do you want? I was like pleading with her. I was like, what do you need from me? I don't understand. And she's like going fucking crazy. And, and so finally I, I, I shower, I clean myself up. I go back to my room. I pack up my suitcase. I'm ready to go. But I have like a suitcase and a backpack. Right. And I call, I call my Uber or my Lyft or whatever it is. Yeah to go to uh to go to the bus station yeah and 
okay, I'm waiting in the room. Eventually, like, okay, like the like the car pulls up, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. So, but it, I my my luggage was such that I carried my suitcase down. And then went back to get my backpack. <laughs> so you were the burglar all over again. Kind of. So what happened was I, I, I walked down the stairs. I took my suitcase. I put it on your stoop. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm also still trying to find your key <laughs> to lock the door. <laughs> anyway, I put, okay. I, put the, I put the suitcase down on the stoop. I go back inside to get my backpack. Meanwhile, Frankie runs down the stairs. Oh no. And out and out oh, the front door. No. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good idea. It's a good call that you didn't tell me that cuz yeah. That's a, this happened this happened like like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now's the right or time. More. Now's the right time. Yeah. So Frankie runs out the door. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and my Uber to go to this <laughs> bus that i can't miss yeah otherwise i'm letting out all these people in toronto <laughs> the, the it's just sitting there and if i like i didn't leave myself that much time i gave myself just enough time to get there and catch the bus and leave oh meanwhile this this car is sitting there and i'm like outside and this dog is like running up and down the street like so excited to just oh be outside God. just prancing and like yay and i was like i was literally thinking i'm like Frankie's just going to run away <laughs> and then be gone. <laughs> and I'll have to explain to Evan and Sarah hey, listen, how I, had I lost to, I really their had dog. to get I really had to get to this thing. I really had to go. Sorry. No, no, dog. but like I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that, but I I would have I would have missed the bus to save your dog. <laughs> okay, but I thank just you. didn't. I just thought in it flashed in my head I was like this dog's just gonna run off, right? Okay. And I will be responsible for losing the dog. And then, oh, but like, she wasn't really feeling. She wasn't really doing that. She wasn't running off. She was no, just she like doesn't want to fuck up. off. Yeah, she was she just running run up and down the street, like back and forth, like up Clark and down. Oh my god, dude! But the thing was, there was also still fucking cars on the street. So this dog is like going crazy on Clark, and then there's cars like almost. Not almost. Well, they're held her, up by like, the Uber, probably, because the Uber's just sitting well, on the, the one way street. Parked. Like the Uber was in a parking lot. Okay, good, good. Okay, yeah. So, but he was waiting for me. So I'm like trying to, I'm like, dude, just like, I need to like wrangle this crazy dog and then I'll get in your Uber. And this dog is like running up and down Okay, the full street. disclosure for anybody listening. Frankie's a great dog. She's Frankie's, a very Frank- well behaved. She's yeah. very trained. I'm a good dog owner. Uh, I'm just speaking for, I'm just speaking from my <laughs> limited personal experience. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, all. Yeah. So, okay. So, so Frankie's running up and down this fucking street and I'm like on the verge of tears because I'm like. Not only am I, I going to miss I can't imagine this, being in that scenario, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss my fucking bus, which carries yeah. with it a bunch of emotional weight because I'm yeah. letting these people down. Plus, I've lost my one of my best friend's dogs. Oh, boy. I, and I'm going to have to explain to them. And I'm like, I don't know how to talk to a dog and get them to do what I want. And I'm just like desperate. And the dog is running. And every time I try to like go up to her, she just, ru- of course, runs away. Obviously, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like tra- chasing this fucking dog. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, what if I go back inside and get the treat? Yes. And try to get because I prepped you treat. with treats, right? I, I, you yeah. Know, but you then, had... like, also, like, also, Frankie's like running through the street on yeah. Clark, and yeah. cars are like stopping, oh and I'm like God. watching cars stop, and I'm like, am oh I just about to God, watch my dude. fuck my best friend's dog oh get fucking God. run over, and then I'm gonna have to tell them that story? Oh my God! <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. 
Luckily, everybody stopped. Everyone was chill. But meanwhile, Frankie's just running back and forth. So I, I, okay. So I'm like, okay, last resort. I run inside. I'm gonna get the cone that has some leftover meat on it. I'm gonna try to tempt her with that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, I, so okay. But what happens is I run inside, and Frankie weirdly follows me. <laughs> like I go in your house, and yeah. Frankie's like, "Time to go in." <laughs> wow. And wow. like comes in the house and is like runs up the stairs and I'm I'm so excited I turn around and I'm like yeah Frankie come and then right as I turn around Frankie runs back outside <laughs> you didn't close the door because <laughs> I didn't think she was gonna come I didn't think she was gonna come after me I was going in to get the I was going in to get the treat I, and I couldn't close the door if I closed the door she wouldn't have come in <laughs> yeah, of course. anyways yeah yeah right. So, okay, so so here's what happens. So so Frankie runs in, I turn around, Frankie runs back out, and I'm like, fuck! And so I kind of, like, get the thing, and then I come outside, and there's, like, a guy on the street, uh-huh. this French guy, who's like, oh, and who's, like, witnessing all of this. Yeah. And I'm like, what? he's like, what's your dog's name? And I'm like, it's Frankie. And she's like, okay, okay, you go inside, I'll close the door. Uh-huh. And I'm like, will you do that for me? Thank you so much. Yeah. So I do the same thing I just did. I, went, I go back inside, and for whatever yeah. reason, Frankie follows me back inside. <laughs> And right as Frankie goes in, this French random French guy closes the door. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. You saved my life. I get my suitcase. I find the key. I lock the door. I leave in my Uber. I make my bus and I make it home. And And like, literally, I sat in the back of that fucking Uber and I just, I was like in tears. I was just like, God, I can't, I can't imagine being in that situation man <laughs> i'm so sorry that that happened to you but also thank and then you i was like i can't i can't tell evan and sarah the story for at least a year thank you for <laughs> actually handling it did you get the french guy's name was his name Francois? i want to say jacques but i think that's my that's my uh <laughs> prejudice right. wow dude wow I can't imagine being in that scenario. No, sorry. I can imagine being in that scenario. And that's what makes it horrible. Because I know I, I, I know exactly what that I would was like, like. I was like on the street, that. like sobbing, being like, I'm going to have to tell my best friend that I lost his dog. Fuck. That I know that he loves because I'm a fucking idiot. Oh and I didn't gosh. close the door. Oh, my gosh. Dude, well, listen, all's well that ends well, because she's here, she's fine. And now we can, and, and I knew, I, I'm like, I can't tell this, this story to Evan for like at least a year, but when I do tell it, it's going to be great. And what a perfect time to tell it. I, l- yeah. Listen, I mean, you, you could have told me that day, and I would have found it funny. Uh, I'm going to wait a year to tell Sarah that story, because I think she needs a two-year barrier. Um, yeah. Or yeah, we'll I'll probably next time right or whatever. She'll listen to the pod, and you know. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> I I know, I know that mode that this dog can get in, and where she was just like yeah. bounding up and yeah. down the street, just so happy to be outside, <laughs> and like is like will answer to no one, no one, no one. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, listen. Like I said, all's well that ends well. Yeah. She's alive. She's here. You're fine. You made it on time. You made your bus. Yeah, I there made you it back. go. Everything was everything was fine. Everything was totally fine. Thanks to that fucking random French guy oh who was just like, "You, uh, you go in. I close the door." And I'm like, oh, "I love Quebecois culture yes. more than I did." Yes, and and listen, I think like that's what's important about living in 
so I'm not going to give my address. This but, guy just like, like must have happened to witness what happened yeah, and yeah. knew what needed to be done. I didn't have to. I was in a pan. I couldn't yeah. tell him. I was like, you have to do that. I was like, he was like, you go back inside. I close the door. He knew. But it's the same thing. Like if you're if you're like spinning your fucking tires out trying to like in dead of like, you know, winter when you've got like two feet of snow, and you're trying to get out and you haven't changed your winter tires. Like it's just accepted and it's understood that if you walk past somebody that's trying to like get out of a parking spot and they're ditched into snow, you push, right? And if somebody's running around yeah. with their dog escaped. And I'm, and I'm like on the verge of tears, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Frankie, Frank, please just go. Hold on, hold on. I'll be right with you. I'll be right with you. Frankie, oh my God. No. Come back, come back, come back. Come oh my God, God. She's like dude. barking and running like in the middle of the street, almost getting hit by a car. And I'm just like, ah. Listen, that could have been a very different story. That's it just could fucked have been, up. But that's what makes it a great story, is that oh it could have gone so sideways. Oh, my God. Do uh, you imagine, though, if she got, like, nicked by a car? Just like, hey, Andrew, did you see, like, did she, like, fall down the stairs or anything? Like, did anything weird happen? Like, oh, no. Did, did, she, did she, like, get her leg run over by a car? She can't really <laughs> walk properly right yeah. now. I'm like, I don't know. Like, no, no. Uh, not not. She was fine knowledge. when I left. She was fine when I left. She was oh full alive. She dude. chased me out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for telling me that. Wow. Wow. See, that that's the beauty of um, retroactive disclosure is that I the, the for a year let's let's call it a year. Who knows how long it was it was since then. But like there there I had no idea. And now that you're telling me that, it's like there could be that moment of like, hey, wait a second, what? You let my dog out? <laughs> but the the yeah. resolution's there at the exact same moment, so like I can yeah. both be like, like afraid you, you, and upset. You've known, you've known how this story ends for the last like year. Yes, yes, I know how it <laughs> ends for the last year, but I only knew how it began right. for the last ten minutes. Right, exactly. So like, yeah. So like, so 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 you've let your life with your dog sink in. If I told you the day after, you'd be like, I just almost lost my dog. That's very traumatic. But you've also well, just had your dog for a long time. Truth, so now me truth be told, story, if you would have told me the next day, I would have thought it was very funny. Um, but I do appreciate the retroactive disclosure. Oh my God. She, she, she's, a, she's a very, very um, high maintenance dog. And... Uh, we we knew what we were getting into when we got a husky german shepherd like we didn't we 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 weren't unaware of what this would entail um it's funny though cuz like we so today um we took her we left at 8 in the morning we drove out an hour and a half uh to this kind of past this small town in quebec called la chute and uh with this friends who who have another dog and they also have a cabin so we had to like boat to this cabin and we let our dogs run around and uh getting that energy out of this dog that's just like basically an energizer battery uh and then looking at her in the back of the car driving home knowing how much energy she spent and like any other time she's in the car just like running around like ah, 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 let me out but seeing her just like fall asleep in the back of the car mm -hmm. there's this like catharsis there's this like it's weird like we're, we're literally sarah and i are looking at each other and like the driver and passenger seat like ha, ha, ha. we wore her out we, like we tired her out like we did it mm -hmm. like 
it's uh it's intense having a dog like she's got a great life we you know we give her lots of exercise but still she's very very high maintenance it's a lot of attention you it takes a lot of your energy and time and like it also kind of makes you realize like uh, what if i like went for like three hour runs every day well, that, that's I what I was doing for a while. Peace in general. Yes, yes, for sure, and uh, she would as well. When when I was running, but if um, I exhausted myself the way that this dog exhausts herself, <sighs> like this is this is what I hear Rogan talking about during Sober October. He's like, I just did five hours of cardio, and I I feel more at peace. You know what though? Head but this is I also talking about about privilege and opportunity because like yes, he can do five hours of cardio. Because he doesn't have a, a job other a dog, than just a dog talking. to look after. Well, no, no, he does have a jo- dog to look after, but no. I have to do a nine to five job and then do yeah, the yeah, dog yeah. thing. Whereas he can just be like, oh, I don't have a podcast for a couple of days. I can just run with my dog and I'm going to run hills. Yeah. But no, like, no, but I mean, but I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, Robin, Rogan can do that. But I think it's also like interesting to see someone who's in his position do that and be like oh yeah like i i exerted all this physical energy and i'm now yeah. more calm as yeah. an animal yeah i you know it, it it's funny though because like the, the there's this battle of like head versus heart versus you know your fucking muscles where i know that i want to wake up earlier be more active drink less beer smoke less cigarettes like these are all things that i want to do and are completely within my own power to do or not do and yet i don't or i do and it's it's uh you'd think it wouldn't be so hard because you put it on paper you just say oh no i want to i want to work out in the morning so just wake up and do it but just do it no you have to you have to like kind of hack your own self-interest and like motive like what actually motivates you yeah you have, you have to trick yourself into doing things and like it, it, it's like a constant battle of yourself versus yourself like you look at people like i don't did, did you watch the um the the rogan uh podcast with matthew mcconaughey <laughs> no so for what it's worth you know he's matthew mcconaughey but he was talking about the um kind of uh body transformation that he did for dallas buyers club and oh i th- actually think i saw that i saw that i think i saw that one clip. maybe like a clip right and you know he was talking like oh i just decided to do it you know i said oh i can eat a yogurt in the morning and an orange for lunch and uh da, da, da. all the wine that i want Ex- yes exactly that's the same clip i was like oh you include that i was like oh i could do that yeah and on paper that's easy you just say, oh, this is what I can do. But that's not how, I mean, maybe maybe that's what makes these people, whether it's Matthew McConaughey as an actor or, you know, a fucking UFC fighter or, uh, you know, a crazy banker man. Maybe that's what makes them successful is that they're able to actually just do what they want to do mentally. Um, and maybe there's some kind of inherent difference between me and them. Maybe there isn't, but like, regardless of how much I want to do things, it still just doesn't happen. Uh, well, it's it makes you, me feel kind you, of shitty I think about what it. it is, is I think what it is is you have to have, um, and this is hard to come up with, I think, but like, 
you have to come up with like a really meaningful like like why like purpose right right. and it's easy for matthew mcconaughey because he's like oh i'm not doing a movie that'll get me an oscar millions of dollars yeah so like that's a pretty good motivator right but he to get to that point he had to have much smaller uh rewards right he had to just say like Oh, the the next thing I'm gonna do isn't gonna make me millions of dollars. It's just gonna get me this gig. It's gonna get me this role. Or it's gonna get me to. But the also, he's, where I could he go. also he also was born Matthew McConaughey, an actor with a shitload of charisma and charm and good looks and well, privilege and sure, I guess yeah. He made enough money to get hair plugs and then like his forever. initial his initial movies that made him a celebrity weren't like body transformation that required yeah. a lot of discipline. True. I'm sure he was like a dedicated actor. Yeah, but like there's a millions of those okay so we were talking about um the abyss which is an amazing movie oh nice i've seen for the first time uh, a couple days ago did you ever see contact uh yeah like when i was a kid also the abyss i I saw when i was a kid i don't really remember so i would recommend watching both um again now that you're not a kid um the abyss fucking awesome contact speaking of matthew mcconaughey it's jodie foster matthew mcconaughey as a priest uh and it's written by carl sagan and there's this yeah, i knew i knew that it's also he also wrote a book i think well like exactly carl sagan book. wrote the book and then the movie was based on the book but there's yeah. this like tone of the like late earlys early or sorry late earlys the late 80s early 90s kind of uh blockbuster there's this tone like contact abyss twister like that's just it's cheesy and you you have to understand that it's cheesy and you go into it knowing but it's 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 cinematic in a way that we haven't seen in a very long time and it's effective and it's and it's effective and it's like it's like credible and you're like okay i'm along for a real ride yeah someone crafted something really special for me yeah Uh, the the movie that comes to mind for me uh if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it right now. But I'm sure you have, which is which is uh, that Matt Damon early '90s Matt Damon and Edward Norton movie Rounders. Never saw Rounders, dude. I'm writing it down. If you want to have, if you want to have some about? fun watching a movie, it's it's Matt Damon, Edward Norton, John Malkovich, who plays like a Russian uh, guy, gangster guy who runs a gambling house. Matt Damon plays a young poker player who thinks he can win. Okay. Ends up losing money. I, I like it's 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 kind of that Goodwill Hunting era of Matt Damon, and he's just great and just like a like a terrific actor. And the script is like super good. And and Edward Norton plays like the the ideal slime ball friend that you have that like just drags you into shitty circumstances like me but it's just it's like a gambling like kind of but you're not actually that but like well people i've told you that people have thought that i was edward norton before right no you have always said that you're a cross between edward norton and ryan gosling oh sure but i told you this the when when um freak lunchbox was a thing next to funky tuck I went in there one day oh, with yeah. sunglasses, and literally they were they they thought I was Edward Norton. Like you are Edward oh Norton. Well, you see, literally, club, like, I love that movie. Oh, like, you're so good, uh, actor. Edward Norton. I'm like, no, he's like 15 years older than me. I just want candy. But anyway, yeah, um, I, Rounders. Anyway, cool. it's it's Rounders. It's a, it's like a it's like a like a mid 90s um, gambling 
thriller with John mm. Malkovich, and it's fucking great. You will, I, I guarantee you, 100%, you will love this movie. I'll watch Rounders, although um, when we were texting, um, Heat, I need a, I need a synopsis because I've never seen this movie. You said you were watching Heat. Yeah, Who's in Heat, it? Yeah. What is it? What's up? Okay, Heat was directed by Michael Mann. It came out in 1995. Um, it's the first movie that features Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in a scene together. Okay. When was it made? The only other, the, the only other time that's happened was Earth? in Righteous Kill, which kind of tried to do the same thing, but it just sucked. Um, no, it's like late uh, 70s. It was, uh, Heat was 95. What the? So it's like it's like 90s Pacino and it 90s It took till 1995 De for De Niro yeah. and Pacino to be in a scene together? In a scene. Technically, they were in Godfather Part 2 together, but they never had scenes together because they Interesting. were in different time okay. periods or whatever. Um, so it's, it's basically just like a badass cop, cat and mouse cop thriller. Right. Where, where um, De Niro plays like a, like a, like a super cold um, criminal who just like does heists with yeah. a team of like criminals. And Pacino plays this like hard ass detective who's just on his tail. Okay. And it's basically about how both of them are kind of the same, even though they're adversaries. Yeah. Where it's like, he's this hardened criminal who's like, a guy t- told me once that if if you're going to like live this life of a criminal, it's like whatever life you start with anyone, you got to be able to walk away with that within 30 seconds flat. If you feel the heat coming around. Oh the shit. When the and heat turns like, up, you got to be gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. It's fucking badass. <laughs> okay. It's sick. And that, but then it's in, he, and he says, it's a heist too, movie. Like, if you, yeah, but it's like, it's like also two and a half hours long. Okay. But it has one of the, it has one of the best gunfights you'll ever see. Um, and Val Kilmer's in it, like young Val, 90s Val Kilmer. Oh, damn. Um, Pre-balloon Val it's, Kilmer. It's, you have to forgive a little bit of the 90s cheese. There's oh, yes, some, but I'm some, so into that right now, man. Like There's I, some th- corny-ass music and shit that, like... But you just have to just roll with it and just be like, yes, I, you just have to love it. Um, and ult- ultimately, it's just like a kick-ass fucking crime thriller movie that they don't make anymore. Did you ever see uh, Misery? I watched that on Halloween. No, that's actually really on my list, though. That was on my list forever. Austin always told me, like, oh, you got to watch Misery. You got to watch Misery. Kathy Bates, da da da. Yeah, Austin's weirdly loved that movie since I've known him. Yes. He watched that movie, I think, back in high school. <laughs> yeah. And listen, it's a, good, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's not the best movie. And I think there's, like, a thing where when it came out, you know, James Caan, Kathy Bates, you know, Stephen King. They made a remake of it with Laurie Metcalf and, and Bruce Willis that they did on Broadway. What? Yeah. They did like a Broadway theater version of it. Bruce Willis did Broadway? And Bruce Willis was in it, yeah. It was like, it was like one of those like celebrity Broadway appearances. Wow. That's somebody who's just yeah. given up. <laughs> hey, he wanted to try something different. No, I don't mean he gave up by doing Broadway. I mean, like, the last 15 years, I don't think he's done anything really important. He's gotten really into learning the harmonica, which at that level is probably something I would do. I don't know. Yeah, I know. People give these celebrities shit like, oh, my God, stupid. He's joined a band. He's got It's like the only problem with him is that he's in the public eye. Yeah, I'd do it. Like, 
fuck yeah, I'd do it. If I had access to just being able to be like, oh, I guess I'm a celebrity. Uh, well, hey, I like playing guitar. Or sorry, harmonica. Why not fucking do it? Just do it. The, the, the reason why they're successful and the reason why we like them is because they're impulsive. So once they reach a certain level, the minute they keep that impulsive nature going, then they start sucking and yeah. doing corny shit. Did you ever? But that's you, what made them successful in the first place. Have you seen um, the uh, David Letterman Netflix stuff? My next guest needs no introduction. Yeah, I watched some of it in the early days, and I thought it was pretty shitty. And then, I thought so too. Have I, you I, seen I, the I've Kim thought, Kardashian I, I one? To go back to, I, I I kind of want to watch the Kim Kardashian one. It's really really interesting. Um, I watched the Chappelle one, and I didn't really like it that much. It was fine. The Kim Kardashian one is really good. Like I, it, the same thing with Trump. I'll just say it. Like I don't. Anytime somebody brings them up, I'm like, I don't like, don't take the space in my brain that could be used for something else. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. Uh, but it's like an hour long episode. You know, he's talking to her about her life. Da 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 da. She's very candid. She's very coherent. Um, honest. It's really interesting kind of hearing her perspective. You know, they talk about her stepdad, Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner. They talk about Kanye. They talk about the sex tape. They talk about the show. Like, it's very, very interesting. They talk about OJ. Like, it's... uh, Yeah, yeah, It's very interesting, man. Another one recently, uh, YouTube released a documentary on Paris Hilton. Which was yeah, I, that's also I've wanted to watch that a lot. It's really good, and like no, no, I mean, I I I watched the trailer and I know that it is, and I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely fascinated by Paris Hilton. I think she's like, like, transcends performance and like is also one of the most influential. Like to me, Paris Hilton kind of sums up a decade to me. Well, it, it, it's funny because like, like you know, we we see these figures like uh, Marilyn Monroe, right? And like back then, like that, there was only one person that could be like a Marilyn Monroe esque figure, right? Yeah. Whereas then in our era, when we were growing up, when we were preteens and teenagers, this Paris Hilton thing was happening. And like, it's not that she was like, you know, the next, our generation's Marilyn Monroe, because there's so many of them, right? There was so many more. But there's this kind of parallel where, you know, this version of a person that we were presented, Versus, like, this fairly sympathetic character that exists as a real person. It's a real person. And, like, if you happen to have been born as uh, an heir to the Hilton Hotel chain throne, basically, that's just who you would have been, you know? It wasn't just like she decided to, you know, create this reality show and da da da. It's like no, she was born into this thing, and that that that's what her life was decided for. And her. and led a pretty creative life throughout. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and like, you know, she's never done anything amazing artistically, but it's. And I hear her DJ sets are are remarkable. This is what I've heard too. This is what I've heard too. Whoa. Listen, we're we're closing in on 11 p.m. I know it's not that late, but I do have a nine to five job now, my friend. I gotta you make my money. I, what you want to go? I'll I'll go for another two hours. If you want to go for another two hours. Uh, I need. 
my phone I need to plug in. <laughs> phone is dying. We're still figuring out this technology, folks. We're we're trying to get you the goods. <laughs> right. Me and Evan's opinions about life, which you're all dying to hear. Um, Some people are, like I said, one thousand eight hundred and seventy-two people. No, I think they're. I think they're. I think they're good opinions. I think they're valid. Um, I think we're. You know. You know what's interesting though is that like anybody who subscribed to the podcast for five, like you know, when you on your, the podcast app, you're just like new episodes. And you're just going through mm-hmm. and like so. If anyone had subscribed five years ago, they're gonna go into that new listing podcast yeah, side, be a new and then all of a sudden it's gonna yeah. go boing. That's gonna be weird. It's gonna be interesting yeah. to see the stats. No, but like uh, before we before we end, I I just want to talk about like like I've kind of gotten into uh, like podcasts in a new way since the pandemic started, and I've yeah. started to sort of see the potential here, and also like. Theater is not happening. Film is sort of happening, but like, as a, as like someone who's like a creative type, I see. I love the podcast medium, and I was like, yeah. I also like see the groundwork that we set through this whole thing. I see the power of it, and it's so fun, and it's so easy, and it's so accessible. And I want to like, like expand and pursue it as a Me real too. thing. Me too. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm I'm ready to <clears throat> after this literal five-year hiatus i'm ready we used to do it on wednesdays maybe wednesday's not the best day call it sunday whatever day we want to do it i'm yeah. ready to do it regular 100 yeah no no because i me, miss me you too. a lot i think we need to fill in the five-year gap <laughs> truly truly i miss you i love you like it's uh it's uh, no I think we don't, don't just keep doing like, it 100 100 but like i also like um i've been listening to like a lot of other shows and like what i love about them is like they will do things like like the topic will be like they just watched a movie and they'll discuss the movie yes. and it's like well my brother and, have, like have that, you ever listened to my brother's podcast no but i'm sure it's the same sort of thing it's pretty but good. like but like i have there's other people in my life that like i could see as like other people i want to podcast with or other yeah. guests or yeah. other hosts like my roommate brody's like quite political and has this like kind let's of get him on socialist perspective and like and I want to do like Brody's political corner and like, <clears throat> like start. Let's get him on. That'd be like so a, cool, like man. That'd be content. so cool. Yeah, yeah. You got the Zoom, so it's perfect. Like you, you can actually record like a room full of people. I've got this yeah. mic, which is very kind of uh, direct, but I have multiple, so I could bring in. Let's let's get Sarah on the podcast. Yeah, let's get Sarah on the podcast. I mean, every other no, she's the only one who hasn't been on out of all of our friends. True. Yeah. We'll get another Kyrian Andrew. The next one we should do should be like the three of us. I'm down. I'm very, very down. And I think uh, it should be right before we record, I will show her or I'll, I'll have her listen to the uh, segment where you talk about the Frankie experience because I really want to hear <laughs> her reaction to that. Also, how open are you guys about your like secondary career uh this is a question to be asked uh and then discussed uh, <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm i'm by that, I, by that I mean your your uh your um uh, dog walking m- meals on wheels dog walking business yeah we we walk uh dogs who have no back legs 
so they're wheels. So we give dog meals to dogs on wheels. Meals on wheels. Yeah, but honestly, but I no, see, I'm, I, see I, I think that that <clears throat> is a very, very interesting conversation that not a lot of people get to talk about. Yeah, I and know. I think it's worth talking about. Um, and dude, this is the way forward for creatives. Like theater's dead. Uh, film and TV is fucking dead. Movies are yeah. dead. I think podcasts is the way forward. To yes. be honest, and I would yes. like put all of my money and sacrifice a career in film or TV to like create a kick-ass podcast. Hell yeah, dude! That people are like interested in and like actually genuinely try to build an audience. Yeah. Like, Dude, I'm in. Like, because it's impossible, and even if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. It'll be fun. Yes, I agree. And listen, where where previously our kind of um uh previous oeuvre, if you want to call it that, our our back catalog always kind of made me anxious about releasing to the world. I'm at a point now where, from this point on, I'm fine, man. Let's build it up. Let's build it up. I got nothing to hide promote the I'm shit out good. of it like i want to live life as an open book I could, yeah is although my goal. It, it it may i mean what do you think about the name like within like within reason like okay the name um <laughs> that might be a barrier to entry or it could be something like come town like, where it's like oh I've all, I've all, i wanted to ask you about come town actually have you listened to come town only bits and pieces but they're apparently fucking huge they're huge but and I actually understand why they're huge. Um, by the way, you're gonna hate my audio. Why? Because every time I turn my head this way, I start sounding like shit, and every time I turn my head this way, it starts sounding really good. It's an experiment. And it's just because of it's an experiment. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, I'm forgiving myself. Listen, um, but, what, um, what, 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 what? Listen, what if I did this? I have um, three of these AT2020s. If I along with your shirt, which I did not mail today, which I told you I would, if I mailed you an AT2020 along with the shirt, would you... Uh, I'm not going to send you an interface, but you could probably get one for 100 bucks. So no, if I no, said, dude, 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 dude. The Zoom works as an interface. Right, but... The Zoom has an XLR input and a USB Sure, output. but what I'm saying is I, I guarantee you on the recording, it's going to be... A, a very sultry my voice because I'm talking into a a, a condenser microphone with a pop yeah, screen yeah, yeah. and it's gonna be you just sounding like you're in your bedroom. So if I send you this mic, oh wait a second, you're right. Wait, does your does the Zoom have phantom power? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I'm gonna send you the mic. Then you can plug this mic into your Zoom, and the Zoom doesn't act as the microphone; it acts as the interface. No, no, no! It, zo- it acts as the interface. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So yeah. let's do that because yeah. that was something that was, despite all the technical difficulties that we had with the podcast before, at least it sounded legit because we had these microphones. Dude, it sounds so good. Like you go back, yeah. like this sounds like a professionally recorded deal. And that's these microphones. Okay, sick. So I'll, I'm going to send you a microphone. Uh, I'm going to talk to Sarah can you, about... Can you throw in uh, an XLR cable? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll get my own... Uh, fine, I'll get my own XLR cable. Amazon, I'm not going to keep the microphone. It's yours, whatever. No, I'll support I'll support local businesses. I'll go to Randy's Go to Honest Ed's. shack. What? Honest Ed's. Go to Honest Ed's and get an XLR cable. I'll go to the rubble that was Honest Ed's. 
Wait, I'll, I'll go to the condos that are now built in Honest Ed's wait, ruin and wait. like dig into the drywall and pull out an XLR cable. Does Honest Ed's not exist anymore? Long gone, my Wait, friend. what? Wait, when did that happen? Like, <laughs> like years ago. <laughs> How many years ago? <laughs> like, uh... Last like, time I was in Toronto, it was there. The last, okay, like the last like two or three Fringe Festivals were always in the, the Fringe Festival was always in the Honest Ed's Alley. Okay. Uh, and then they just started, they switched it up within the last like, like two or three years, two years, three years. Yeah, Wait, no, Honest Ed's is gone. Yeah, no, that's the, the, old, There's old no facade? Like it. It's, nope. it, oh, what the? The, uh, so why would you ever want to live in they... Toronto? What, like, what's the point? There's no Honest Eds. This is an unpopular opinion, but Honest Eds was a little overrated. It was. The I'd sign never was been cool. in there. The sign was cool. The sign was cool. You could get. What cheap about Video Fag? Is there still a Video Fag? No, sadly, no. Video Fag doesn't exist anymore. I did live there for a month, dude. I know. I, I, I broke my toe at Video Fag. For real? You don't remember? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no. I video don't. fag was full of sand, and I went to you go pee. You stayed with me at video fag. Oh my god, yeah. I for, totally I forgot about that whole thing. Stayed with you at video fag. I went to and go what, pee what in the middle of the night. You kicked, and there was a the brick. Fucking... That they had. Oh my so god. it was full of sand. And you actually broke your toe. Yeah, and it, they just That's so happened so to also have bricks in the hallway. I totally I forgot about that. We all like slept in a bed together. Yeah, but listen, so I, what came of that was. Uh, sure, I broke my toe, but I also got a great broadcast record, which I still play all the time. Uh, and I got some great oh, H and M yeah. sweatpants. That was cool. Actually, you were no, so hung over no. That next day, I wore your H and M sweatpants. And then yeah. when I returned to Montreal, I said, "You know what? I need those sweatpants. They really make my dick feel light." And uh, so I bought a pair. Light and free. A pair, yeah. a pair of sweatpants. No, a singular. No, it's a pair of sweatpants. It's a pair of sweatpants, it's a pair, isn't it? It's a well, the same way that it's a pair of pants. That's weird. There's a pant and a, oh, okay. At this point, we have to end the show. <laughs> yes, yes, we're getting into semantics. If we're disputing pants, uh... Andrew, I love you, and uh, I, you I too, completely man. agree. Let's do this often. I'm gonna send you a mic with your T-shirt this week, and um, if you can get your own XLR cable. And your own pop, your own fine, pop, your own pop screen. Then we're golden. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. do it. And uh, if if there's also a better way to just like, listen, I know this is dumb, but I think there's something about the stereo app that I think we should just be pioneers of. That I think there's something. Yeah, there. there's there's something there's this, there. There's this there's the stereo app, and then there's the um there's another platform which I've heard advertised called Anchor. Oh, I haven't heard of it. Which I think is a proto. It's like um, you can still post your podcast on. I heard this advertised on Neil Brennan's podcast, and we should look okay. into it. But it's it's basically it's called Anchor, and basically like you still post on um, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, blah, 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 all the other ones. But uh, they do a thing where they like sort of do their own ad content and stuff like this. So like okay. if you reach a certain number, you can make money. Well, what I like about the <clears throat> about the stereo thing is that that it's live. I think that that's an aspect yeah, that we haven't cool. had. Yeah, for sure. So send me your audio um, when you have a chance. I'm going to send you a mic and we're going to do this again very soon. Right. I love yeah. you lots. I miss you and uh, <clears throat> be well, my friend.
Yeah. Love you, dude. Bye. This was fucking awesome. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Fuck Evan.